Hey, T, yeah. welcome to the podcast. Man, uh, good to be with you. So, uh, this is episode two of the Clown Chat podcast. Um, I've got uh, this is uh, Jacob back on for another episode, and I've got T here with me. Um, and, and we're going to be uh, discussing the NBA trade deadline and what happened and what didn't happen and all that stuff. And uh, and, and I think we might have a third person, um, E might be joining us a little bit later, so uh, we might kind of uh, change things up a little bit and, and, and save uh, save some stuff for when he gets on because uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we can just change things up a little bit. So I, I was thinking we would start T, um, full disclosure, okay. you are a Miami <laughs> and I'm a Boston fan, so just just want to throw that out there. Um, you know, we try to be impartial, but uh, yeah, so, 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 so I wanted to start off uh, here. So, T, Miami made three trades over the last uh, week or two. Um, you made a couple on deadline day. You made the, the Trevor Ariza trade as well. Um, so, to recap, you traded Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 draft pick swap. I think yep. you're stuck. But you get the worst between your pick and Brooklyn's pick. Houston would get the better of those two picks uh, you traded that to the Rockets and you get Victor Oladipo back. And you also got Nemanja Bialica from the Kings. Yes, sir. You traded uh, Chris Silva and Mo Harkless for him. And then you traded uh, Myers Leonard and a second round pick for uh, Trevor Ariza. Um, so you have the floor. What's your, what are your thoughts on, on, on all those trades? So honestly, I feel like we made an amazing uh, couple trades, uh, and just not on trade deadline, uh, but also uh, a couple weeks before with the Trevor Ariza uh, deal. Uh, Miami was sinking very, very fast in the last uh, couple weeks. Um, six games went through. We lost the six games. We did win uh, two nights ago against the New York Knicks, but. Uh, we still needed like a kind of a injection of new blood and, you know, just a, a new stimulant to our uh, cause. So adding, sure. you know, Victor Oladipo, uh, Trevor Ariza, um, and Nemanja is going to help us tremendously. Uh, we could start off with, you know, the bigger of the three, which is uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, this year he, well, got traded, uh, what, two times? <laughs> Went from the Pacers to the Rockets and down to the Miami Heat. And, um, you know, his value dropped a bit because of that. Yeah. Um, But (laughs) I'll get to the Rockets. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, uh, (laughs) But, uh, like you said earlier, you know, the Trevor, uh, not Trevor, uh, Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and that pick swap, which was just a literal fleece, by the way. Uh, helped us yeah. actually do a lot of things. He didn't come in today. He's not coming in against the Pacers today, and he's not. Uh, he didn't play yet, uh, a couple of games ago, but he will be uh, there for Thursday uh, against the Warriors. Anyway, okay, so well, that would be an interesting watch. Yeah, yeah. It's, exactly. Uh, so he's averaging twenty points a game right now, forty-one uh, percent from the field, which is not that great because he's a career what forty-four percent. Uh, field goal, and he's also averaging 
33% from the three, which is below league average. I think league average is, what, 35 36%, something sure. around yeah. that range. But what he really adds is just one playmaking and having the ability to drive to the basket with, you know, Tyler Hero, uh, Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn not doing any of those. They are not really big playmakers. They're not really big uh, drive to the basket, kicking out kind of people like you, what you'll see with, you know, John Wall or, you know, Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, somewhere in that range, you know. Uh, we do have playmakers in uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, but, you know, having to have those two playmakers in and out, having to defend and do that is definitely tackling to their body. So just having a third person who can do that, you know, become one of those playmaking guards, score uh, shot creators, just it's just going to be an amazing thing for him in general. Um, the next yeah. one is Trevor Reza, which is also an amazing ad. You know, he's 35 years old. He hasn't played in a year, but he's getting his legs. Uh, last couple games, I think we went against the Blazers a few weeks ago or a few uh, games ago. Uh, you can see that he's automatically already our starting power forward. Uh, switching in for Kelly Olenek because we traded him. And also, more importantly, Jay Crowder last year had that role of power forward who's kind of a small ball uh, uh, four, which is just an amazing kind of thing. So having him, you know, he hasn't really been shooting well from a three this year. Uh, again, just because he hasn't played in a year, so he just needs to get his range going. I think he's shooting... Uh, about 21% from the three, but mm. usually, yeah, I know it, it was bad, <laughs> but statistically, uh, he, uh, on career average, he's usually averaging about 31.5 points a game, something in that range. Uh, so he's about league average. Um, sure. So once he gets that going, it's going to be smooth sailing there. His defense is always amazing. You know, he's going to be someone who can space the floor. He's going to be able to switch on uh, bigger guys, on s smaller guys. You know, that's what Jay Crowder did last year. So a team like, you know, um, Milwaukee, a team like Boston, you know, a team like uh, just a, 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 um, the Nuggets, just smaller guys who are a little bit quicker. He's going to be able to help stay in front of those guys, you know. Again, we went through a bad sli uh, slide because we didn't have that type of defense on it. You know, Kelly Olenek is great and all. Not really, but he's okay. <laughs> but he's always more of a drop defense type person. And with him and Bam doing that, like, it was just easy pickings for uh, smaller guys. Um, especially, let's say, for example, Demi Lillard, and he switches uh, with uh, Bam. Bam is always trying to switch against those small guys that always kind of go against them. Uh, he can keep up with them, which is amazing, but then you have to think about the defensive person, uh, the the big man down low, you know, and that's what everyone has been doing with us lately, just switching yeah. with Bam, then pass it to the big man, that big man scores because they're going against, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Bam, uh, 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 Dragic. So that's also something that we had someone who's like six, 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 seven, who, you know, can help a little bit more. Uh, he's not, you know, yeah. the prototypical four, but he's now the modern day four. So that's going to help tremendously. Um, yep. Last but not least, Nemanja. <laughs> Nemanja is definitely a different case. You know, he's supposed to be kind of the, the facsimile of uh, Kelly, you know, 
He's supposed mm-hmm. to be that three-point sure. shooter guy, you know, which is which is great. But this year, again, I don't know why, if it's because Kings are just bad right now or just not that great right now. I don't know if it's because, you know, he's just a COVID situation. Like, it just this year has just been really, really weird with, with a lot of players and how they actually really play the game. And uh, so he's actually shooting about 29 uh, point, uh, 29% point, from the three, which is not his career average. His career average is somewhere between 36 and 39. Let me just make sure. Let me see right quick. Yeah, and uh, and, and I'll just interject. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, uh, the thing with uh, the thing with Bailey to with the Kings was, uh, you know, that was just not a long term fit. Uh, they weren't going anywhere with yep. him. They were kind of going in a different direction, and you know, he he kind of didn't really want to be there anymore. Exactly. And obviously, the Kings have been one of the least successful organizations in, in, in the NBA in the last fifteen years or so. So, um, you know, him, you know, now he gets traded to a team where, uh, you know, that needs him, and I think he's going to play a lot more like the Bailey different before this year than exactly you know, from this so, year. Yeah, his league average is 38.8. So I was around that same range. Uh, but again, once he gets going, you know, I think he's actually gained a lot of weight from the last time because again, Kings aren't some team that's going to, you know, really be on top of their guys when it comes to conditioning. But Miami, yeah. well, and you, have the be- you have the super- best, strictest conditioning exactly. uh, you know, program in the league. No, you so don't usually play. I think we, he played against New York Knicks a couple of games or a couple of days ago, uh, and he averaged or he had like six or seven minutes. You know, he was like, a, I think a negative four or negative five because um, mm-hmm. he had like a turnover. I think he might have had one rebound or something, and then just, I don't know, it was just, it wasn't his game. They uh, Coach Bo took him out very, very quickly, and then he just didn't enter just because he looked sluggish. You know, you're not you're not going against the New York Knicks, who are you know fast and you know big defensive team, you know really physical. If you're not you know being physical and having that condition with it, so all three of those players I know that's going to help tremendously. Again, especially Victor Oladipo, but that that Trevor Reza also going to help us with that Jay uh, Crowder situation. So. I'm actually really excited. I give us, you know, an A, especially because there was speculations about us getting Cal Lowry, which is not bad, yeah. but, you know, he's a 35-year-old. He turned 35 on trade deadline day. 35-year-old player. Like, that's just... And Lowry would have cost a lot more. Cost so much more, Jay. So much more. Yeah. And he would have actually ruined our, our future plans, you know, because he wanted $25 million for the next two years. So he would have been 37, 38 years old having this contract and I for one am not about to do that unless your name is LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. And and, and and we'll get to the Lowry's uh situation specifically a little bit later when we we'll talk about some of the players that, that didn't get traded. Um but yeah I'll, I'll I'll just give my take here. So I think the Oladipo trade was the biggest steal of the deadline. Yeah. You know, full stop. Oladipo, you know, is is he a given to, you know, is it a guarantee that he's going to come back and play at his, uh, you know, old, old, you know, Pacers peak? Yeah, like, it's not a guarantee, but you gave up nothing. Literally, I mean, nothing. absolutely nothing. And, and let me just say this for the Rockets. Like, how, when, if you're the Rockets, how do you not just keep, like I get the thing with them and Jared Allen mm-hmm. because they had Christian Wood, he was playing really well. 
I get that you don't want to pair Christian Wood with Jared Allen. But, um, Huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, and that's kind of the biggest thing, you know. You know, Jared Allen, you know, he's been, like, averaging double-doubles for, like, the last few months now. You know, you can see that, you know, Cleveland wants to add that. You know, he wants to – I think they were trying to give him uh, over the summer, like, a $100 million deal for the next four years. So, it's going to be honestly amazing to see, you know, a young guy, especially in the – I'm going to say New Jersey Nets, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, go to a different team and actually become something, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, it's, it's just like, well, like Levert would have made perfect sense for them to just keep and flip later at the end of the day. I know they're rebuilding. And, and look, I get taking the draft picks over Ben Simmons, actually. Yep. Because like we can say right now, like, oh, the draft picks aren't going to be anything. But we've seen that, uh, you know, that's not always the case. And it can really, uh, you know, down the line, you know, they're going to rebuild now. And then when they start to come out of the rebuild, maybe they've got some high-value picks on the other end. It's going to take years to figure out how that works out. But keep Levert over Oladipo. That was obviously a major whiff by them. And uh, But, yeah, biggest steal the deadline for, for Miami there. Um, and um, then you get to Ariza. Like, one of the things I noticed about you guys, you know, from last year to this year is you guys really miss Jay Crowder to me. Yeah. Jay Crowder was just that switchable (laughs) power forward, modern day four, you know, switch, you know, wing defender that could switch hit, hit open threes. And I think Ariza gives you that. Um, So I think that's a really good pickup. And, um, you know, obviously with Myers Leonard's issues, getting him out of the, out of the way is a good thing as well. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, he wasn't contributing this season anyway. And then you have, Bayelitsa, who who should give you most of what uh, Olenek, and, and we, now we have our third member of the uh, podcast today. E is uh, is now Your joined. Your local Philadelphia on, e? expert here. Yeah, so we'll get to we'll get to the Sixers a bit later. We're just wrapping up the, uh, the discussion, but um, yeah. So uh, Bayelitsa should give you a lot of what Olenek did. Um, the one thing Ti I have to ask you is: Are there any plans? I know. Uh, you guys were linked to LaMarcus Aldridge, but you didn't get him. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any plans to add like a true backup center behind Bam uh, during buyout season? Uh, you never know with Miami Heat. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I definitely have heard some uh, speculations, but, you know, there's always just speculations. Um, one name I did hear uh, was Dwayne Dedman. I think he previously played for what either the Atlanta Hawks or the I think Kings. he was he was on the Hawks and the Kings last year. He got moved to I be, from the I believe the Kings to the Hawks and a trade deadline deal. And he's very interesting because he he can you know he's a solid defender and he can shoot threes. And I, I didn't really know why why he went unsigned during the offseason. You know, and that's the thing. You know, when he was on Atlanta, he was doing like very decent. He added a, like. Uh, to their roster. He, I think he averaged like, what, nine to 10 points a game, if I remember, shooting somewhere between like 37 to 38% from the field, or from the three, I'm sorry. Um, and that's honestly what we would need. You know, we need someone who spaces the floor with like Bam out of bio. Bam right now is just more of a mid range shooter. Uh, and he's always just trying to go to the basket. He's not a post up scorer. He just face up, trying to get to the rim as much as he can. 
And then you have someone like Deadman who can shoot somewhere between 35, 36, again, above league average, uh, who's also, what, seven foot or close to seven yeah. foot? Uh, and he can block shots, and he can do that. I know right now, I think the reason why they cut him at one point or another, because I think he got injured. I think there was an ankle injury or something in that range. Because I know when he yeah, went to, to uh, Sacramento, he was not doing too hot. So they just say, I right, get out of here. You're trash type stuff. Um, but I think he was shooting under 30% from the three when he went to uh, Sacramento. But, you know, it's been a year now. I know he's probably not as conditioned. But, you know, when you go into the Miami Heat, by the time the playoffs happen, he might be able to, to you know, uh, in, inject some new blood and new energy to our team. So hopefully we get him. I was definitely disappointed in not getting Cousins. I think he's about to sign with the Clippers. But at the end of the yeah, day, Yeah, like, it sounds like it. That was reported today. We, we just Shane need uh, uh, a certain mindset, you know. Like Miami's kind of like a military mindset when it comes to – that and if you don't have that, you're not you're not with a team, you're not with the group, you're not with the club. Then honestly, we can't have you there. You know. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I'd say I'd give you an A plus for the whole Adipo trade, yes, and sir. I'd say the other two trades, uh, I'd probably say you get an A. I can't really find any fault in it. Obviously, um, you know, the the Bayalitsa and uh, you know Ariza trades for for the Thunder and the. Uh, and the Kings, you know, they're fine. Um, you know, nothing really special, but, but especially for the Thunder, you get a second round pick back for someone who's not in your plans. That That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, Rockets get, Rockets get a D only because uh, at least they got something. They technically got something instead of just letting them walk. But the real problem obviously was the thought process behind what they did. Uh, you know, when they got all the deep in the first place. Yeah, disasters. I'd like to say just one last thing about the Miami Heat when it came to all these trades. Uh, we know sure, with the ahead. Myers-Leonard trade uh, with, you know, Avery and Kelly and like, honestly, and Mo Harkless and Chris Silva, four out of those five people I just named have not really played this season, you know. That's what we, I was going to say. Terrible. Who aren't exactly. So you're saying the only person who really played was Kelly Olenek, who, you know, who was also very consistent, you know, highs and lows for him this season. But we yeah, Olympics those a solid players player, but, for people uh, who are actually going to play. Yeah, they're actual players that are actually going to be able to play and contribute to this team. So that's why it's an A or A plus, like you say. Anyway, that's all. Yeah, and, and you didn't give up assets like like yes, you didn't give up Tyler Hero for Kyle Lowry. Exactly. Like, these are low cost moves. E, you have before we move on to to, to Boston. You have any thoughts on? Uh, I don't have any thoughts. I have a question for T, and I'm wondering: Would you have wanted to include Hero in a trade for Kyle Lowry? Absolutely not. Uh, We just said this earlier. You know, I feel like him being a 35 year old. I know that he has skills of uh, defense. He's a playmaker. He can knock down threes, big shots. Uh, But he's 35 years old, and he was expected to get a 50 dollar, a 50 million dollar deal for the next two years. And for me as a player, and as, not as a player, as a, a fan, I would, would not want to see someone being deteriorated. I think he's, like, like last game, I think he had, like, an ankle injury. So he's been out, you know, for, you know, a couple games. Again, not super consistent, not being a Kyle Lowry. So imagine having to do that for the next two years. Like, someone like Chris Paul, which would be a little bit better, but he's also mm-hmm. making, like, what, $40 million a year. Uh, but, you know, they have the smarts 
But as of right now, we need more of a point of attack defense. And I think uh, Victor Oladipo fits that bill. $20 million deal. We didn't, like, commit to him, which I want to commit to him next year. I don't really care if he sucks this year. Uh, but and, – and he will be, like, what, $20, $22, 23000000 million a year as opposed to $25 million a year as, as a 28-year-old as a 35-year-old going to be 38. Like, so that's kind of the thing that I – want to pay attention to and I think I had a stat earlier I found a stat earlier online that said that there is like a specific benchmark you know how you know NBA gives you random uh uh benchmarks and like uh stats but it was saying that Dwayne Wade uh Victor Oladipo and John Wall were the only ones who someone who's six four and below had like a bunch of blocks a bunch of deep uh steals and a high rating in, in uh, defensive rating. So those are the only three M- NBA players in, like, the current, I guess, modern era to have those type of steals, blocks, and, and defensive rating as a 6'4 player and below. So I'm fine with that. Obviously, Kyle Lowry wasn't on that list. <laughs> but uh, I think Victor Oladipo is going to be a lot better even with that injury. He could be 80% is going to help probably a lot better in that range than what we have right now. But Tyler Hero... No, it, it needed to be someone like a James Harden-esque, Bradley Beal-esque kind of person mm-hmm. that dropped him mm-hmm. off, you know. Not saying that, you know, yeah, that makes sense. a god mm-hmm. or anything, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, well we are, we obviously saw in last year's playoffs what Hero can do. And just getting Oladipo in there, you know, the, with the free agent class this year, I mean, you're looking at guys like Oladipo, Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. So there's a good chance that Oladipo is going to be the best place for you to go with your Money anyway, and then that'll allow you to keep, uh, you know, more players on your roster. Having his bird rights in there, you get a look at him now, you know, to make sure you're spending your money in the right place. Um, you know, make sure that Oladipo is a fit, yeah. and it's just a, a really good move. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say there's any favorites in either conference right now, just because, um, you know, we have to see what the seedings are like, what health is like, you know, with, with some of the situations out there. But there are some teams that have a chance, and there are teams that don't. And, I'll tell you right now, I didn't think Miami had much of a chance to, to get back to the finals coming into the season. But when I look at it right now, they are absolutely in the mix. Exactly. Exactly. And we just need that last big man, and I think we should be fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so any other thoughts? Uh, or has Oladipo uh, played yet for the Heat? No, he, he's had a head code for the last two games, but he – it's uh he's playing with our man Karan Butler right now, practicing mm-hmm. with him in Miami. So on Thursday, which is I guess tomorrow, we're playing against the Golden State Warriors. So mm-hmm. he should be back by then. Okay, well we'll we'll look forward to watching that. N- nice way to get thrown into the fire guard, guarding Steph Curry. <laughs> exactly. <Sounds like> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's move on to uh. Let's move on to Boston. Um, Jake, any thoughts I'll, here? I'll just give my take, and then you guys can kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, so I, I, I was not – obviously, I'll just read, you know, read exactly what we did. So we traded uh, two second-round picks and Jeff Teague's contract yep. into, um, you know, to the Orlando Magic, and we got Evan Fournier back. We took him into our big – trade exception that we got from the Gordon Hayward move over the summer. And then our other trade was uh, right at the buzzer to get under the tax. We sent Daniel Tice and Javante Green to the Bulls. And we got Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett back. Um, 
So I'll just give my thoughts and it really, it'll start with the 48 one. Cause that's a big one. Um, I was not happy at first. And, it, you know, I had dreams of getting, you know, Gordon, Vucevic, you know, all that stuff. And, and we'll get to those, but you know, the ones that actually did happen, but I'm a little, you know, more content today just because, um, so what, what there are some long-term aspects of this that, that really concern me, but as far as the short-term fit, you know, he really will help us uh, with, you know, that, that additional wing that can score, shoot, pass, um, you know, he, he played on, uh, you know, he, he obviously had that over 10 game on, uh, on Monday, but, uh, he, he did impress me on defense, which is encouraging. He's not going to shoot over 10 again. So I really think on court, he could really help us. He could really be a good fit. Um, we needed to balance the roster. But like he was saying with Miami, we had a problem where you're, you're starting this two big lineup with Tyson, Tristan Thompson that made no sense. Yeah. And uh, it was hurting us on defense. And so getting that extra wing in, in here is, uh, is really going to help us on the floor. The concern I have would be, you know, more long-term and, the question is, how far are we getting this year, even with Fournier? And is it worth, you know, dipping into this trade exception, um, you know, which is going to limit our offseason maneuvering a little bit more? Um, but then when I thought about it, I realized that, well, a lot of the guys I'm looking at here, where I was looking at for the trade exception are, you know, they got traded or Harrison Barnes probably isn't going to move this summer. And then I just look around and it's like, well, you know, maybe it's not such a such a bad thing. I would have you know, it's too bad we couldn't get Gordon because I thought we could have offered better than Denver did, but we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and for Orlando, it's obviously you get two second round picks back, but, uh, you know, so you get something for a guy who's going to leave. It, it is what it is. Not a great return, but it's something. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, so I, I guess to conclude, you know, what I'm saying here, uh, you know, it, it's a really good, it's an A for this year, right? It's an A for this year's team. It really helps this year's team at an affordable cost. Um, Long-term, I think it introduces some questions, but, uh, you know, just thinking about it, I, you know, I guess this is an acknowledgement that our ownership isn't going to spend 30 million into the tax. um, Mm -hmm. And we are probably going to have to move Kemba Walker in the off season. If there is going to be a big shakeup with the roster, uh, anyway so they probably didn't really see much of a point in having the trade exception as well and and you know at least it didn't go unused i guess you know at least we used it on something mm-hmm. and we have 48 bird rights we can't always resign him and i think Ainge did hint that uh you know he would like to bring him back so um and then uh, oh and t- tice real quick so uh you know i was fine with trading tice just because robert williams has played so well for the celtics and um you know i thought he deserved that starting job and you know, you can't play three of, of Tice, uh, Robert Williams, and Tristan Thompson. So moving one made sense. And, you know, we got a couple of young bigs back that we can look at. Uh, you know, Cornette's actually looked decent mm-hmm. so far in the, in, in the couple games he played because Tristan Thompson's out with COVID. Um, he can shoot it a little bit. His, You know, they are saying they like his pick and roll defense. He's, he's looked pretty good on that end. So, um, you know, that, that that's fine. Would have been nice to get a second-round pick. Um or something because Tice is a, a good player and he's going to get paid in the off season, but you know, he wasn't part of the long-term plan. So I think moving him in this is fine. Um, which we, one of you guys wants to go to talk uh, about the go, Celtics? E? No. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So I, I'll go ahead. You don't have any thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think that it was a, a decent pickup 
with uh, what's his name, Luke Cornett. Um, he was Luke Cornett's looked been the surprise because everybody thought he was going to get waived for a buyout big, but uh, he he's looked pretty good, and I think he's gonna he's gonna stick around. Yeah, I think you know him. I think I remember him back, you know, back in the day, not back in the day, but a few seasons ago. He started off with uh, I think New York or something like that. Uh, yeah, he, he used to be on, on, on the Knicks, and then this year he was on the Bulls. Exactly. So, you know, he's, what, seven foot, seven two, something in that, in that range. Uh, yes. And he's a, you know, not a, a league average three-point shooter, but enough to get you where you want to go. I mean, he's been on, what, sucky teams like New York and Chicago, so he's probably not getting the looks mm-hmm. that he wants to. But I think that he should be able to help you guys tremendously on, um, like you said, pick and roll defense. But at the same exact time, help you with that space in the floor as well. If you ever have some type of injury, Trisha Thompson obviously is not going to be the future of your team. So he's probably going to be gone in the next, you know, year or two. Um, There's a decent chance that Tristan, you know, he's a good vet to have around for now, but there's a decent chance that Tristan Thompson is, is salary, you know, a salary matching piece in the off season. And, 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 and just, yeah. And, and that's a great thing you brought up because Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson aren't really shooters. Exactly. So having a third in there, this is why I didn't want Andre Drummond yeah. because I wanted the third guy to have that shooting ability, and uh, Mo Wagner can step out and shoot as well. He, you know, he he's he, you know he's kind of like a you know he's been compared to uh, you know Jarebko who was on the Celtics uh, a, a few years ago. Yeah, and so, you know, um, with that with that being said, you know, I think last game he went and shot like two threes for you or something like that you know i think you guys lost that game. that was an oklahoma city game uh cornet came in the four, came in in the fourth quarter and played a bunch of minutes and he hit two huge threes to really get a run going yeah. won the game by a lot and uh, he was plus 21 and 13 and i think before that you guys went against uh new orleans and he also shot two threes. the new new orleans was uh, was was on Monday and and he played pretty well in that game. Yeah, so you know that's the, that's what I'm saying. You know, he was playing decently. You know, he can give you that energy that you need. He can space the floor. He can help you with that second unit if you want. He can help you with the first unit if there's not really a lot of spacing on that floor. I know Robert Williams might be the guy for the for the future, but you know you just never know. Um, Aaron Fourier, you know, I actually like him because they actually call him one of the Miami Heat. Uh, scrub killers um and just because you know he's but he's not he's not a scrub he's been averaging what 19 points this season or some ridiculous number like that and you know yeah i mean i mean i think i think he's been averaging 20 okay. and and you know you have to put that in context because orlando's been one of the worst teams in the league and 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 he's been the guy on the perimeter there for a long time and really that's one of the things that's held them back mm-hmm. is just not having a better perimeter score than, than evan fournier but like you put him in a rotation with Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason exactly. Tatum on the wing, and, and all of a sudden that's and pretty that's good. And that's kind of what I was saying. You know, you you have that guy. I know he's not as good of a playmaker as uh, Gordon Hayward, but he does yeah. still average somewhere close to three or four assists a game that can help you out with that. He's going to be able to space the floor. He's, what, 38% three-point shooter or something like that? Uh, yeah, at the very least, he's a ball mover. Exactly, and I, I'm a big person about having to be on or above a league average when it comes to a three-point shooter. Uh, you can He can put him at the two. He can put him at the three. You know, I think sometimes he can play the one as well. He's not that tall. Um, so he's going to be able to help you out with that as well. And you he can actually be that two or three starting and have Marcus Smart be that, you know, guy that he always usually is with the six-man. 
So that's going to be able to help your team out tremendously or help just Boston out in general. And again, the dude scores like hell. Like the last three seasons, he's had above 18 points a game. That's a lot of points for someone who's been on a, a crappy team. He might not have that same amount because, you know, the big guys are going to probably get their shots. But if they aren't doing well, you at least have somebody as a third, fourth option to kind of help you out tremendously. Um Absolutely. Thice, I mean, I don't really care too, too much about Thice. He went away from your team. Uh, you guys needed something new. You know, you being, what, eighth place or something in that realm, you needed some type of, like I said, you know, some type of push, even if it means sacrificing somebody just so you get some new blood, you know, a little bit of competition brewing in uh, the locker room so they can actually help. No, and that's kind of yeah. The well, that's that the encore want. part of it. Yeah. So the motivation for for trading Tice for what they did, let, let, let's just cut it straight. It was it was money related. It was luxury tax related. Yep. Um, and 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 it was um they wanted to play uh, Robert Williams um more minutes and you know because the thing is Jason Tatum's uh, new max contract kicks in in the off season. Yep. So um you know, we're, we're going to be attacked. It's just a matter of how deep we're going to go into the tax. We're going to be a tax team starting next year. So they wanted to understandably, um, I do think our ownership needs to get ready to spend oh, yeah. next year or in the year after we're going to have trouble, but uh, I do get getting under the tax now, especially because you're not going to pay dice anyway. I'm going to be interested to see what they do with the rotations um, because I think there's an argument for both starting smart and, uh, bringing Fournier off the bench and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Robert Williams and Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you guys, honestly, for me, I'll give you guys probably about an A as well, or at least A minus, um, just because okay. at the end of the day, like, who did you guys send off? You guys didn't send off anyone big. You guys threw away Jeff Teague, you know. I know Thice, yeah, somebody that you actually decently liked or whatever. But at the same time, you guys got somebody for two for uh, two second-round draft picks, like, no one really uses second-round draft picks, and he's going to be someone who's going to be a big – like I said, I'm telling you, I am not really happy that you guys got him because of the way that he destroys us in Miami. You know, So if you guys go against us first, second round or something like that, I'm uh, definitely going to be a little bit more worried than I would have if you guys would have kept what, Jack Teague or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, so the thing we gave up, the big thing we gave up, right, was, um, you know, this trade exception because, you know, it was big enough. You know, you could have fit a guy like a Vucevic in it. You could have fit a Harrison Barnes in it or, or, or someone like that. And, you know, that flexibility is gone unless, you know, you pull a sign and trade in the offseason. You, you start moving Kemba. You know, you've got to move a player. You're not you're not just going to be able to take a player into that and be like, okay. Now they still do have eleven million dollars of it left, and and there are a couple interesting targets for the off season. Kyle Anderson on the Grizzlies is, is a name that's been uh, thrown about. Oh, slow mo. Larry Mavs as well. Yeah, and Kyle Anderson's. You know, one thing I do think our roster still needs long term is just more playmaking. Um, and he's a guy that can do that. And then Larry Nance is, is an interesting name as well. Now, I think he, we'd have to overpay the Cavs to get him, but he would technically fit into the exception. So it's not, you know, a given that that exception, what's left of it, isn't still useful for us. So I, I would have to give us – I would give us an A as far as this year, and I would have to give us a, 
probably a C for the long-term impacts of it. So I'm going to merge that and give us. Hey, that's fine. But you don't have to worry about the future right now. We're just talking about the 2021 trade deadline, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but, but I have to consider, you know, at least, at least for me, I have to consider all, all impacts of, of what you do, whether it's, you know, this year, because really, I don't know, you know, I, I say there are teams that have a chance and there are teams that don't. We're kind of on that edge for me. I, I'm not sure we have a chance to, to make the finals mm-hmm. out of the East. So, you know, I do have to consider the long-term impact because of that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll merge it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a B-plus. How about go, that? I'll give go. it a B-plus. Uh, um, if we're talking short-term, e, e, what, would you, what grade would you give yourself? train with you. Um, you know, a bit of a smaller move. It's not going to put you okay. over the top. Okay. Um, I'm not sure you're going to be competing with Brooklyn now, but given your options, I, I, I think it was a solid move. I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm glad you okay. warmed up to it though, because the day of yeah, you were I mean, uh, that's, uh, you were ready to go that's nuclear. Fair. Yeah, you are not happy. I was not happy. You I know. Was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, and and so we're gonna get to this next, and one of the reasons why is because I really wanted Aaron Gordon, and um, I thought that Aaron, you know, I thought that Aaron Gordon would be a really helpful piece, and I thought, you know, that our that a first round pick. Aaron Neesmith and salary flexibility, I think that's a better offer than what the Nuggets got. I guess they, I mean, what the Magic, what am I saying? What, what It's better than what the Magic got from the Nuggets. Yeah. So the trade they did was uh, Aaron Gordon going to, Aaron Gordon, I believe Gary Clark going to Denver. And RJ Hampton, Gary Harris's bad contract, which you know is $20 million next year. And a 2025 first pick. I guess the pick is a little more interesting than maybe what we would have done because that is um, potentially post Jokic if he leaves in free agency. So that is interesting. But um, I guess they love RJ Hampton because uh, to take on that Gary Harris contract over, you know, having a cleaner cap sheet is interesting to say the least. Uh, T or E, what are your thoughts on this? You, you guys are the experts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back. Okay. All right. So we're talking about uh, okay. Aaron Gordon, correct? Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> T and I have, you know, this is going to be good because T and I have different views on Aaron Gordon. To say I least. think Aaron Gordon just absolutely trash. Uh, there's definitely a hint and not even a hint. Like, if you know how um, you you buy, like, some uh, chips, like, like, let's say, for example, like the chips that you put in salsa, corn chips, whatever. Hint of lime. Yeah. Uh, you sure. say a hint of, of lime, you know? Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a hint of hatred. It's like all the way hatred. It's like pouring as much <laughs> lime juice as you can all over Aaron Gordon's eyes. I swear to God, he's just garbage. And again, it's just a little bit of bias with it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but he's just never been someone who you know spoke to me as being a star. You know, he was definitely brought up to to be that. Um, I think he was like what, yeah, he was a lottery pick, five or six, whatever, in his draft class. He went fourth overall in 2014. Exactly. So he was one pick behind Joel Embiid, two picks ahead of Mark. Exactly. Smart. So you have a fourth pick, you know. And I know, you know, first three is usually more the the the, the people that you count on, but just a fourth pick, you got to do something, you know. His first year, he didn't really play too much. I think he played like forty something games, averaged like five points, and then nine points after that, and then twelve points. He started going up. And then he went to his peak 
uh, at like what seventeen or eighteen, if I remember, because he was definitely going against Miami, and I was just hating him. Uh, but then it just started dropping, and I understand there was you know uh, Jonathan Isaacs and a bunch of other players, Terrence Ross coming in. But you know, you are supposed to be a star, or you're supposed to be one of the stars, especially when they give you star money. <laughs> um, and you mm, yeah. don't show out. You don't. You don't help your team become what it is. You don't take your own game and take it to the next level. I know that he's shooting, what, 40% from the three this year, <laughs> some stupid number like that, but or is that 38%, yeah. 37%. Uh, I understand that, but at the same exact time, like, you're not showing. Like, Vucevic is 30 years old, and he's showing out. The dude's always averaging double-doubles. The dude's always averaging the 20 and 10 bucket getter, you know? And you're someone yeah, who's, you know, fair. playing three, playing four. I know that people are using the excuse of him being in, like, uh, they're not playing him correctly. Like you put LeBron James at the one, two, three, four, and five, he's still going to dominate you. He's going to find a way. And one of the best things is because I mean, yeah, that's why LeBron James 100%, is the best player. But you put that with any any player who's under LeBron, they'll find a way to do what they need to do. You know, because they have the mental, they have the IQ. And I know people use basketball IQ like it's you know, like it's anything, but. This dude has no basketball IQ. He's just like, I'm going to dunk, and I'm going to dunk, and I'm going to dunk. That's all he's going to do. You know, if you ever listen to the dude in, in an interview, he just sounds unintelligent. He sounds like he's, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, and he, they're like, I'm going to go to NBA and try to dunk as much as possible, you know? But what happens is when you're 30, 31 like Blake Griffin with, you know, riddle injuries – you're not going to have that game, and you're going to try to shoot more threes, and you're not going to have that, so you're going to be the next Blake Griffin. And at this moment in time, Blake Griffin is still, in my head, better than this guy. And it's just one of those things that, you know, you're not averaging anything great. You know, you're not really helping. I know that you're a decent defender, but you you, you didn't help the team win, and then you, you, you wish that you were someone who – help the team when you wish that you were the first or second option. Now you go to a team where you're third, fourth option. And now he's averaging, what, nine points a game now? I know it's only been like two games, but that's all you're going to do. You know, Jeremy Grant went from not score or being, you know, average player to being a little bit above average and saying, you know, I want to leave this group to become something. And he went to Detroit. I know it's only Detroit, but guess what? He started showing out. For him to be, you know, Jeremy Grant's had a great exactly. year. Having him no doubt about being it. a candidate of, you know, most approved player. What the hell has he done? What the hell I, has I, he done I can in tell his, you his seven, eight years in this is, league? Uh, losing that you the dunk say, okay, and then making his something. jersey number fifty. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly, and that's one of the most reasons, one of the biggest reasons why I hate him because he's so. Uh, I don't know how we're gonna be able to. <laughs> do this podcast, but he's butthurt, okay? <laughs> he is just terribly upset about everything. I like He made a rap song with D-Wade, or not with D-Wade, talking about D-Wade not giving him a 50. How lousy can you be to do that? Like, what other things in your career, instead of, you know, working hard, being in the gym, you know, training hard, you're going to make a, a, a rap song about Dwayne Wade, one of the best players ever to step foot in Florida. Like, he cast such a shadow on the Orlando Magic, like, like, team. And you're calling him, like, oh, why didn't you do this? Why you do that? Who cares? It's a game that you play 10, 10 minutes you dunk 
within the the span and you think that you're going to be good. Like no 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 one cares about that. But for some reason he's lying at wake at night thinking about this dunk instead of lying awake at night thinking about how he's going to be able to help his team become better. And that is why I do not like him because he just thinks everyone thinks that he's so good, but he's not, you know. I'm just that's just me. I know I can go Tell on us how you really with feel. This hatred on this guy, but I'm just going to keep yeah. keep it there. <laughs> I mean, well, so so first I'll say that uh, I did mark this uh, podcast as explicit content, okay, so we can uh, <laughs> uh, say say some things on here. Um, but I, I guess one quick follow up before I I give my take, which is a little bit different, um, and it conflicts with yours a little bit. But do you in do you in least see how this? Do you see how this would help the Nuggets, or are you just like this is a bad trade for Denver? Wouldn't have oh. done it. And it's not going to help them get I better. I completely understand why you like. Okay, okay. Let me go to the trade in general. I think it's a good trade for sure. Orlando because one, they don't give them to Boston I that agree. can actually hurt them. Usually, a lot of teams don't like giving their players <laughs> to, you know, a a Eastern <clears throat> Conference uh, rival or something like that. You know, so Boston's one of those people. You know, people don't like Danny Ainge. So but but like does that. that matter? It doesn't but, because uh, again. You know, Orlando being bad for the next couple Again, years. Saying, probably. It doesn't really matter too much with him, especially them giving Busevich to Chicago. And Chicago is probably going to be a lot better anyway. But at the end of the day, you know, they give him to the Nuggets. The Nuggets are going to be great because, or a lot better because they get someone who can be a fourth option, you know, who mm-hmm. is not going to score 20 points a game. And he's probably not going to be able to demand the, uh, the ball because he's such a uh sub in that way he's not that great you know so he's like all right you're a fourth option you defend the guys when we're tired you know you probably might be better than our defensive scheme so that's going to also help so that might make him look like a fucking elite defender which garbage but you know and then it gives uh Jokic a a lob threat you know it gives someone an actual lob threat there's not really a lot of you know, big name jumpers on that team. There's not really a lot of people who can like alley you or just people who have athleticism. All everyone on that team is very finesse. You know, they they try to do everything they can with their movements and not really having someone who can jump out the gym. Which I'll give him that with his compliments, but other than that, he's garbage. Yeah. No, I mean that's uh, you know, I I respect your take on that. Um, so I. I would say um, my analysis of this is if I were, again, if I were Orlando, I think it's a good, you know, I, I think they did fine. Um, it was, a, I, I do think they needed to move Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, things had run their course there. I would have taken Aaron Neesmith in a pick from the Celtics over, uh, over what they got from Denver. But again, that might be, that might be biased <laughs> by my part. I don't know. Um, you know, they, I guess they probably think they can rehab Gary Harris's, uh, you know, value a little bit they really like rj hampton um from the sound of it so you know if that's your you know evaluation you got to trust it and make that deal if you're orlando's side so um you know the way i look at aaron gordon is i just think he has you know you're right he's not a star um but the thing is i think in orlando because again they did not have that you know real shot creator on the wing besides uh fournier who you know has his limitations Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think they were trying to use him kind of out of position as that. And I just think going to a contender where, you know, it's not all, you know, he's not going to have to be that top option. He's going to be the fourth option. 
you know, he's a great lob threat for Jokic. Like you're saying, I was seeing them run pick and rolls together, um, you know, a couple nights ago. I mean, it's just really hard to but, stop. But you're, and, you're, um, you're, so again, just him being trash, he, you're putting him who's a trash boy into now a contender, which is not fair for, you know, the rest I don't of the think team. he's trash. You know, he's, is, he could have helped his own team become title def- uh, contender instead of, you know, putting it to a team that already has that shot, who's been, you know, to the Eastern Conference Finals or close to it. But I don't think he has that – for him to elevate Orlando, he would have needed to be, like, a number one, number two option. He's not that. But he what he is is he's a, he's a player who can really shine. He could be a star in his role. He can be one of the best role players in the league. Is a fourth option on Denver. I really think he's going to thrive. He's a switchable defender, um, you know, so they can switch more on defense now. He – you know, you're starting him next to Michael Porter, who is not known as a defender. So he's just an, another dude you can throw at the, you know, obviously he's not an elite defender, but he he's very capable and you can throw him at the Kawhi Leonard's and the LeBron James's in the playoffs. And yeah, they're going to get theirs, but it's an upgrade over what they had. Um, I really like this for Denver. And again, I was saying uh, earlier, I'm not going to say there's any favorites. You know, we have to see what the playoff matchups are and stuff, but there are teams that are contenders and there are teams that aren't. And I'd certainly say Denver's a contender right now. Um, they they look very dangerous. They they look like they can be just as good, if not better, than the team that went to the conference finals last year. I think they're going to be a threat. I mean, they they were already a threat in the yeah. East or in the West anyway. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I just don't like giving I, 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 somebody granting them yeah. the keys to to the you know to heaven when they didn't even earn it. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, I mean he's he. The book is closed on him being a, a, a star player, but it is the fourth option starting at the fourth for the Nuggets. I, I think he's going to be successful. like, how do you have Evan um, Fournier? I'm sorry, but how do you have Evan Fournier? How do you have Jokic or not Jokic, damn, Busevich, who's 30? How do you have all these players, Terrence Ross, scoring better than you? You know, how do you have somebody in Jonathan Isaac who was, has been, you know, injury riddled being the guy in front of you? They'll trade you as opposed to trading someone who's, you know, like that's just, that's just crazy to me. So the thing there was, um, and that just opened a whole bunch of other questions, but uh, so Jonathan Isaac, the way they see him, one, he's under team control for the long term, whereas Aaron Gordon was not. Aaron Gordon was going to go into unrestricted free agency um, after next season, and he still is. So we'll see if Denver keeps him after that. But uh, Isaac is a special defensive player. Um He's somebody that could that could win a defensive player of the year someday. And I think the thing is, I think they're both natural power forwards. So I think keeping them both, especially because I really think that the Gordon thing could kind of run its course there. So I think, you know, it had just gotten to the point it was time for them to move on from him. And and they did. And this is what they got. And, uh, you know, I, I'd have to give or I'll, I'll give Orlando a B and I'll give Denver an A. I give. I mean, I guess I, I agree with you in that realm. I just don't like Duke, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I know. I'm, you know, and point taken. Um, you know, we we, we have oh, a bit of a different forget, evaluation, but we'll see how don't it plays McGee out. McGee went to the Nuggets as well, so that's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to briefly touch on that uh, because we're, while we're on Denver, they also did land on. And this is again, this is, you know, I kind of wish we had, uh, you know, gotten Tice involved with this and and swapped him for you know, Hartenstein and two second round picks that Cleveland got. That's a nice little bit of business by Cleveland. They get a second round pick for taking McGee's contract over the summer. Yeah. And then they flip him for two seconds at the deadline. So they got three second round picks out of that. And 
Uh, you know, there you go. He'll help. He'll help Denver as a backup mm-hmm. center. They, they lost uh, Plumlee and, and didn't replace mm-hmm. him. So, um, nice little bit of. I back. agree. Any other thoughts? No, that, I'm good. Uh huh. <laughs> there you go. Okay, glad to hear it. So, now we're going to move on to a topic. Uh, you know that. E, you, you should mean be the greatest able to have a little bit more to say on this one because we're going to talk time. about George Hill of the 76ers. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you can explain what. Uh, said, you, you said, huh? that, but so the trade, the trade is, uh, mm. and this is a three-way. So correct me if I'm wrong with any of these details. So, um, believe mm. the Knicks got Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, and a second-round pick from the Sixers. The Thunder got Austin Rivers, who they later waived, and and he might go to Milwaukee. I've heard conflicting things on that. Um, mm-hmm. So they get Austin Rivers and they get um, Tony Bradley and two second round picks. And the Sixers get uh, Ignis from the Knicks. That's not really the focus here. But they get George Hill from the the, the Oklahoma City Thunder. And obviously George Hill, he was was on the Thunder this year, but he has spent the last few years on Milwaukee was a really good uh, third guard for them. Uh, and well, now he's going to take his game to Philadelphia. So, E, you the floor. What are your um, thoughts on, on what the Sixers Mostly nothing, but Tony Bradley, uh, just in the last couple of weeks, had kind of emerged after Joel Embiid's injury as a competent backup, um, insanely high uh, efficiency on the floor offensively, and um, sure. competent defensively. I'm not going to say he's great. Um, but now that we've shipped him out, which I think we had to do to make this move, uh, we're finding – yeah, absolutely. Um, we're finding mm-hmm. you know, Dwight Howard who – Yeah, yeah you had to make the money work. As a backup. It's not always reliable. Um, he, on national TV the other night, he kept getting in the face of Montrez Harrell and got ejected in the first quarter. And he's just – you know, Dwight Howard's a clown. So you never know what's going to happen with him. Um, and we oh, were left man. that game with no bigs. Oh, boy. Uh, there were a couple of bio yeah. candidates we were looking at, and I think San Antonio picked up one of them. Um, yeah, he seemed like he'd be a good. All three. Of oh, Gordon Jang. Yeah, I wanted him to. Um, he would have been great so, for Miami. Too. He would have been great for all of our teams. Concern, but again, still something that I would do to get George Hill, who I believe was doing extremely well before he hurt his thumb. I think he had thumb surgery. Um, but he was shooting like 45% from three or something. Um, yeah. Something really good. And, and this right. is another move, like kind of like the Celtics, a more of a subtle move, nothing game-breaking. Um, maybe in another year it would be a bigger deal, but given the beast that is the Brooklyn Nets right now, any move that's not a huge splash is a little more under the radar. Um, but don't get me wrong, George Hill's going to help a lot. Um, I'm always down for a two-way player. Uh, who can hit an open three. You know, he's a veteran. You know, he's going to be there in the playoffs. Um, defensively, he's not a liability. You know, he can, he can switch. He's point of attack defender. Um, ball handler, of course. We're always struggling for those in Philly because, you know, I love Ben Simmons, but you can't always have the ball in his hands when, uh, you know, when things are getting tight. <laughs> mm. Um yeah. 
Well, it allows you to it allows you to use Ben Simmons in some different ways. Um, you know, he can kind of be a, a role. Yeah, can, you know, we can stretch. He the floor kind of be a role Simmons. man in some pick and uh, rolls, and you know, you, know, you can do stand some in the corner and just, just um, rain threes. Um, I will say a little disappointing is we we held on to Mike Scott this deadline, and he has just been brutal this year. I, I was a little surprised he wasn't the player that uh, that went to OKC instead of Tony Bradley, considering you didn't make another deal. Yeah, I but I guess I OKC probably saw some Scott little bit of value in Bradley. And I want that on my at. team this year. <sighs> yeah, oh, I don't think not. Scott will be and, back uh, in Philadelphia, George Philadelphia next year. Um, you'll, you'll find somebody just looking else ahead. I think his on. contract for next year is only yeah. partially guaranteed. Yeah, which is which is nuts. I mean, if he comes back from the surgery and he's not himself, it's almost entirely um, non guaranteed. You know, we can just I cut think he had like one million dollars, whatever. Uh, with his salary, well, not even just cut bait with him. I mean, he would be a, a trade asset, and that you could you know flip him to a team that's looking to. I love how space, in the NBA, um, anytime you get you know, a player, an, another player in that salary like range, some and then guy on a trade machine. Savings. Thinking how this asset can then be used in a blockbuster down the line. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's true. He's also a potential, um, yeah. you know, bull in the chamber for next year if you're trying to go after someone big yeah. again. That's quite fun. Yeah, and you guys have, um, you know, you're kind of like, I think you you do owe the one pick to the Thunder, but you're kind of like us in that, you know, we're the rare upper Pushed. echelon team. Um, you know, Miami owes two picks, so they're not in this category, but, uh, sorry, T, but, uh, but we have almost all, you know, we have all Mm -hmm. of our draft picks and you have almost all of yours and, you know, we've got some intriguing young players. So I think if, you know, if there's going to be a blockbuster trade, I think both of our teams would, Mm -hmm. would, you know, have a chance to be in that. I know Bradley (laughs) Beal and Jason Tatum are close on one of the things that, you know, Celtics, you know, Celtics fans are kind of throwing about is, is, well, What's going to happen there? So we'll see. Those are interesting things to. I don't want to get off on that tangent, but those are interesting things for down the line. So, uh, one 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 more question, E, before we get T's thoughts and then and then my thoughts. Um, would you have preferred this this smaller move, or would you have preferred a bigger deal for Kyle Lowry, where you would have? Um, yeah, you know, the, maybe had to give Toronto a Maxi, maybe wanted both five in, maybe throw a pick or two, two in. Um, which uh, I, I don't, it's so hard because like you talk about windows in the NBA, it's like, if you have a That's chance a to get a title, you have to go for it. But Kyle Lowry feels like he's in that gray area where maybe he'll put us over the top, but he's also really old and really expensive. And are we really going to cash in all our chips for this guy? Mm-hmm. And at this point I trust Daryl Morey. If he didn't think it was worth it, then I'm all about it. Um, I know Yeah, I mean, Daryl Morey is one of the best uh, best GMs in basketball <laughs> when Tillman Fertitta yeah, and James Harden aren't like, uh, ordering from him Toronto's, to do bad I, trades. I don't understand um, Toronto is not one of the best <laughs> trading him. But, um, you gotta... Yeah, I'll just say, if you have Daryl Morey and Pat Riley both... Well, we're going to get to that in, in requests, players that I, I think uh, you know, didn't get traded. The proposed package was probably just unfair. Um and I, I think talent, just based on what you said earlier, would agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. <laughs> T. Any uh. Your your thoughts on George? Yeah, I mean, just, just a little bit. You know, he's trapped. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So what? I, <laughs> what I think? You know, I think that's actually that George Hill is actually he might have a to be. very good. Uh, backup center or backup center, backup point guard. Uh, what is he? He's about, I know, right? He's about 6'4". You know, I think he's like 34 years old or something like that, 34, 35. Um, and he's still, you know, a decent two-way point guard. Uh, as a as a three-point specialist, he's still above 35, 36%. I think he's like 38%. And when he was in Milwaukee, he was shooting like 46%. Something ridiculous. I think that might have been like his career high, um, which you know, I don't know why they did that for that PJ Tucker deal and stuff like that. I think that he was in a PJ Tucker deal, right? He was in the Drew Holiday deal, right? Yeah, George Hill. George Hill was not. So George Hill. Oh yeah, I believe it's kind of complicated. I believe he got sent to New Orleans in the off season uh, briefly as part of the um, Drew Holiday trade. And then I think they ended up expanding it, and then that's when he ended up getting sent to the Thunder um, because then the, the Pelicans added the Steven Adams. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's a, a, a very good shooter. He can, you know, he's, like, right under that 50-40-90 kind of thing. Uh, and with that being said, like, he's going to be someone that can kind of help space the floor. Um, I know you guys still got Danny, Danny Green, but, you know, like, when – there's a bunch of switch-ups in, in the postseason. You can still have Ben Simmons as, like, a four or something like that, um, or a small ball five when uh, Joel Embiid needs to sit down. And you have this guy running the show. He could also play off-ball because he can shoot 38% from the three. Um, he's averages, what, 11 points or something like that a game. So with that being said, like, you will definitely be able to help him out. And, again, he's just another defender. Just another defender to kind of help the team out as much as possible. So I think that was actually yeah, a very yeah, solid trade. And I know that you guys gave away yeah, Tony Bradley, yeah. but I mean, like, like during the postseason, is he actually going to play? You know, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's kind of. But I know George Hill is going to play. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you can, can throw, throw him, him at Kevin at Durant, one or two, and smaller threes. <laughs> you know, so that's going to definitely help you. I don't know about that one, <laughs> but you know he gives you that, and and right. even though he's older, he gives you that playoff experience, you know, finals experience, you know, and then that's just something that you know, yeah. a young team who's never really experienced that, uh, especially getting swept last year, can mm-hmm. he can definitely help uh, Ben Simmons and any other the and other guards out. Real too. quick, Jake, before so, you jump yeah, in, I, uh, I, I give it a solid, up, you know, B plus. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's his salary or kind of his tendency to make really boneheaded plays at times, but he was in everyone's mock trades for weeks. Like people were just trying to get him off the team and I have no idea why. Um, so I'm really glad we held on to him. Like, again, you got playoff experience, finals experience, yeah. a guy who mm. can hit six threes randomly against the Lakers. Um, yep. Like even for a minute, there was a rumor that we were going to flip him for Kelly Oubre. Yep. And it's just like, Oof. Right. Yeah, that's not great. See, the thing is, is like for someone like Lowry, you would have had to include Danny Green. Um, in fact, I think at that point it would have become like a because other, right. but that's what I'm George saying. Other people would have, other teams probably would have wanted Danny Green. It would have been a <laughs> three-way Hill, trade. It seems like Green every two years some other he's just like in, in the... at the airport <laughs> waiting to figure out, okay, so, what contender am I going to get traded to? Um, 
Well, he was on he was on the Bucks for for a couple of years, but yeah, I mean, he was on the Cavs, and then LeBron left, and then he got traded to the Bucks, mm-hmm. and then he was there for a while, and then the Bucks, uh, you know, went for Drew, and then so he has been on the move a little bit. But um, you know, I'll, I'll say this though for the Sixers, great move by them. Um, you know, obviously Lowry would have probably been you know the, the most impactful addition, but considering what the cost was, I get them staying away. And um, George Hill for three second round picks. And some salary fodder, um, and Tony Bradley. I know Tony Bradley's playing well, but like, that's a n- knock it out of the park trade, man. I mean, because George Hill is somebody that you can play on or off the ball, depending on how you want to use Simmons. He can hit threes. He's a very solid defender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's that. He's you know good in the locker room. He's got uh, finals experience. You know, with the um, he really is an ideal fit, I think, for this team. And um, I really think he's going to, he's going to help. I think, you know, you can, he can close games over Seth Curry. If you want someone who's a little more defensive out there, um, he could also close over. Um, no, he, no, he's always, do out you guys there. ever take Sometimes Ben Simmons out in certain like closing situations just because of the free throw shooting? Which is rare. It's only always always times, but when that happens, we've never yanked him. Just, he goes out there and bricks half the shots. And, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, that I mean, that's a sign of, like, of respect. Uh, Isaiah that, Joe, you know, get in there. That they believe in, oh, in Ben Simmons. No Doc Rivers knows what he's doing. So I guess I guess it's just more in terms of like you know you want <laughs> Danny Green, you know, and more defensive than um, Seth Curry. You know, you have more options there as far as your closing lineup. So this trade honestly gets an A for me. And and, and like I was saying. I really think Philly is one of yeah, these teams. I, Philly's got a chance, man. And this is what's Philly's got a chance to go to the finals. The and is, this is this trade is this really should be like them. a huge win for us. You know, one seed, you pick up a good vet at a position in need, fills a lot of holes, but looming is just this super giant with three future Hall of Famers in their primes, and it's just like, is George Hill gonna be enough? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think you could help, and I see. I think uh, you know, this might be a topic for a yeah. different um, from podcast. I don't know how much of this we want to do now, but uh, I, I don't think that uh, that you know. I think Brooklyn is obviously a talented team, and they have a chance. But it's you know, there's a lot of concerns with them and too. The this Brooklyn is not just Nets. like you can't just throw a team <laughs> together on paper and expect it to, you know, instantly mesh on the court. And yeah, no, right. I, I would like to just <laughs> say one thing. This is not basketball related. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Netflix is nearing a deal, four hundred and fifty million dollar deal. That's, to, uh, uh, that's motivating to me. Out to uh, I need to hurry up. I don't know and, if you've heard uh, that or not. Uh, get on that, because uh, mm, no, no. I mean, like, I need to yes make a movie that I can sell to Netflix for. Uh, Watch that first one. That's where I'm at. Exactly. I anyway, that, that's all I wanted Sorry. to say with that one. Um, did Sorry, you? Continue. I guess it's okay, a two-part yeah, question. No, did you no already problem, discuss so, uh, the Nets? Yeah, I mean, um, their buyouts and yeah, are we? Okay, okay, cool. No, we're getting to that. <laughs> did you? Um, did the answer, but yeah. Questions? So I, I mean, I honestly, I, I think you know, it's it's a weird season, and the Sixers got a chance, man, and um. And, and we'll nah. see what happens. Um, you know, they look really Except good. Joel Embiid. Um, you know, 
I, he probably won't that, win MVP anymore, which is really too bad because he really deserves it. So, um, I don't think he will. Uh, See, I have a hard time seeing Dame winning over Harden right now. It's tough. Um, but Jokic, Jokic has kind of been Dame? in that discussion all year. Would have to be the favorite. Yeah, well, the thing is, you cannot. I mean, people are saying, well, you know, you can't vote for these players because they're injured. Well, you have that massive part of the beginning of the season where James Harden was just completely yeah. quitting on his team to force his way to Brooklyn. So are you not? Yeah. Are you supposed I, to like this? Well, you know, forget, and this is you know, sort of off topic. Hold I these guess, injuries. I love complaining guys, about James Harden, but just completely even though he did that, that, did no. he miss many games though? Like he was complaining and his antics were getting out of control, but he still played yeah, no, and James still. Harden, I think he played uh, well for them. I don't have Houston. James Harden. He's a great player. <laughs> he, he he played okay, but he you he, he was he was below his I mean, usual production and, and right? was just obviously fat on the court. I mean, I mean, did you see the pictures of him? Like he was overweight. Ever. You're you're the nah, physical nah, education. I guess expert like here. I, I don't know. You I, I just Harden's, you know I I, I body transformation from Houston happened. to Brooklyn is natural. I can't, I can't. Uh, I feel like cameras played a uh, huge part in that. <laughs> Emphasis on huge, um, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm sure you know he's wearing all red as opposed to wearing all black. Definitely, black is a lot more uh, slimming in the sense. Um, but I never really thought that he was just overweight. Wait, real, he was just probably full. Real quick, lunch if you want or a slimmer physique, you, know, you too so that's just kind of can make that transformation. Tell, that. would you like to tell us how? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> yeah! All you gotta do is just go from wearing red to wearing black, <laughs> and also uh, don't forget to go to showofftraining.com. You know, we definitely help out with. We will be uh, breaking physics, down the components uh, of RNA, physical fitness. Uh, sorry, physical fitness. <laughs> but we also tell you the physics between it too. Absolutely. So just. Uh, go to show off. You're going to have some fun, you know, very cheap deals to kind of help you season. go through uh, the COVID season. I like to call it the COVID season. And also uh, you have not black 15, and red. It is the COVID. Uh, That's very true. So just make sure you go to showoffchain.com. Trust me. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, and then we've we've also got another sponsor, um, per thirty six. Yeah, um, best, best basketball analytics uh, website on the internet. Um, you can check out an article on there right now of of you know of, about passing pairs. You know, you know, see, see how many times mm-hmm. two teammates have uh, assisted on each other's yeah. baskets, and um, there's some good stuff yeah, on there. So definitely check that out. Um, highly recommend. So I think are are we good on George Hill of Philly? Are we going to move on? Okay. Um, so next trade is, is uh, between the Hawks and the Clippers. Clippers get uh, Rajon Rondo. The Hawks get Lou Williams and two second round picks. And I'll just uh, I'll just start real quick. So I would say I actually really like this for both teams um, because I think the Hawks got the better value, but the Clippers got a player that you know the Clippers lost on the quote unquote value portion of this but I think they got a player who's really a much better fit for their team. 
and is really going to make them a better team out West. Um, you know, the Clippers, one thing they, they didn't have is, is really playmaking at that point guard spot. They didn't have, you know, a leader on the floor who was going to get them, you, you, you know, kind of get guys and, you know, open shots and um, stuff like that. And, you know, it's way too much ISO ball out there. And I think Rondo is really going to help that. He's also a leader who's won championships and he's going to be able to get in the ear of some of those guys and, and get them doing the right thing on the court. So I really think he's a piece that uh, that is going to be massive for the Clippers. Um, and Lou Williams is a guy who, uh, you know, would be great in the regular, regular season and then, and then shrink in the playoffs. And Rondo's really the opposite. Um, Rondo is going to be great in the playoffs. Playoff Rondo is a thing. And so uh, – I really like that part of it. And then obviously the Hawks, you know, they're really a team just trying to make the playoffs at this point. So they get the better regular season player. Um, you know, Rondo wasn't really a great fit in Atlanta. I'd say behind Trey Young, he probably helped Trey Young's development a little no. bit just from a mentorship standpoint. Um, you know, Lou's going to be able to add some scoring for them off the bench and they get two second rounders. Um, and they free up some Jeez, I got them care about here, so. Honestly, I give both teams an A. See what are your uh... thoughts? Yeah, Clippers, you know, they. I think they shrunk down a little bit. Um, I understand that they needed a point guard. Uh, I understand, you know, there's such things as playoff Rondo. But because, trust me, when he was on the finals, he definitely dusted the fuck out of us with a bunch of uh, scoop layups and shit, and he just started hitting threes like this dude was, like, the next coming of Jesus. But at the same exact time, you know, I don't know what has been happening this year. I know he's been riddled with injury and, you know, COVID protocol and, you know, Chris Dunn and, and a whole bunch of other, like, point guards probably going to be above him or ahead of him. Um, but at the same exact time, you know, you just never know with Rondo. So, for me, that's a question mark. And since it's a question mark, I'll probably give it mm-hmm. more of a C because you just don't know. And, okay. you know, you need a player that's going to help you out in the seasons as well. Uh, and if someone's averaging, you know, seven points a game, I think he's averaging three this year, but if he was averaging average of, like, seven points a game – and his career is averaging 10 points a game. Like, he's not going to help you in that form. I know he's always <laughs> playmaking. I know he's going to average, like, 25 assists a game or some shit like that. But, you know, <laughs> and I know. I think the idea is I know they lost scoring with Lou Williams, and I think the idea is that um, they might get more shots over to, to Luke Kennard, who they signed to a big extension, like, parent. Those guys at the wing spots I mean, he's, up the he's bench. A a little bit I understand. That's, that's, so I'll give it a C because it's not as bad because of scoring, but it's better because he can give an assist. But him being on the court, you know, is he that much of a uh, a defender like he used to be? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Um, I probably steps it up a little in the playoffs. But yeah, regular season, Hello? you know, still, that's not. You know, we still have like 20, 20 games left or something like that. Oh, is that Bryant? Yeah, that's what, uh, Rondo that's a about uh, Rondo to the Clippers. If uh, you know, once he's finished, if you have any thoughts, um, you know, feel free to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. That's I, I'm done with him. Anymore. Oh, actually, last thing, uh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams is a little bit of a, a a little bitch for that, you know, like oh, I'm going to retire type. Yeah, stuff. that's Raleigh talking on no, his potato. This is yeah. not. Uh, well, I'm not talking. That, like clicking sound. Yeah, that's. I think it's Steve. Yeah, is there no mute button on this? <laughs> I do me. Uh, you, you probably can't mute I think yourself. I need the. I don't. 
I'm using the web client and there's no mute. Button. I don't know. But, uh, so I'm trying not to clang a bunch no, of ice. Podcast Brawley and it's not going to be edited. So Yeah. Uh, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Lou Williams, you know, him saying that he wanted threatening to retire if he got traded. Like, what kind of NBA player are you? What kind of guts do you have to do that? You know, like, I understand that people, you know, want to go to the NBA and live in like a, a better city like LA or, you know, New York or, you know, but, you know, there's also 25 other teams that aren't, you know, the best in that type of thing. You know, you have a lot of Midwest teams. You have a lot of cold uh, Northeast teams and Northwest teams. Like, yo, get, get that, off your Get those you know, Now that he's in Atlanta, yeah. he's like, okay, I'm fine because I can go, you know, eat uh, those chicken wings from the strip clubs. Exactly. Lemon Pepper Lou. Like, get out of here, bro. Anyway, <laughs> so I'll give them uh, a C plus because, again, he's just a Bama um, for that. So, uh, but yeah. Rondo, so my no, that's all I have to say. Go Rondo ahead, Raleigh. Is that he actually probably okay, yeah, Raleigh, what's your the take? playoff performer that the Clippers have right now. And, and, here, and, here, and here's why. After last year with... Whoa. Jesus Christ. No. Last last year, yeah, I did, and that's why I'm saying. So I mean, I, okay, did you watch the 2019 did you watch finals? Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, I thought yeah. was going to be the best. Player did you watch Kawhi Leonard in the NBA? And he was going to prove it last year. What he proved to me was is that if his supporting cast isn't also playing up to their potential, then he's not good. I'm not going to say he's not good, but he's not the clutch Wait. Kawhi factor. Okay. When he was on the Raptors, it was uh, uh, Van Fleet and uh, uh, Lowry, who also, and then there was also, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? You know, you know that other guy I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So Lowry, without 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 his supporting cast, and then also in the Spurs, he had yeah, the, probably the you know that best dude I'm talking about performers and like Tim Duncan and all them people. So. My whole thing is Rondo's going to bring in that presence of, hey, I, I'm i better than Paul George in the playoffs. I'm more clutch than Paul George. He's going to have – Ladies and gentlemen, that's known that as delusion. Paul, Paul George some shit in the playoffs. Let's just say that right now. <laughs> that That's known as someone – you know, we here at Clown Chat, we have definitely <laughs> – Different well, levels for, of experience for, for real, when it comes though, to NBA. And Raleigh is probably on the lower tier yeah. of that. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> Paul George literally yeah. hit the uh, side uh, of, a, of the backboard with his wide-ass open on a corner. Yeah, uh, but, like, they were down by, like, 20 at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think the question is that was last year an anomaly, though, no, because no, um, of the whole no. bubble situation. <laughs> I mean, Paul George was, the, was the, pretty the, open. The he had Raleigh some mental health issues. The, the You're making millions of dollars. Life. Shut the hell up and play basketball. I don't care. <laughs> okay, no, that's not no, how it works. But if you're in the bubble or not. Yeah, Raleigh just shut up and dribbled him. Yeah, well, uh, said, shut up and play basketball. Did LeBron James said no? Like we were all in the bubble last year. We didn't lose our freaking mind. <laughs> all right, all right, we're gonna yeah. lose whatever viewers we have if we let Raleigh keep talking. <laughs> uh, no, 
No, I didn't go. Yeah, um, I think we're. I think. I don't um, have much to say. I actually like it a lot. Evan, did, did you? E, did you go? Um, for many of the same reasons or you already you said, Jake. Just that. Um, to have a primary ball handler who can distribute so effectively to. His I agree. Yeah. All star wing players is just going to be huge for them. Um, something they didn't really have last year. Um, can't. Can, Yeah, I mean, let's hope they play the Lakers. Yeah, they did. It's gonna it's gonna help them, and um, you know, Rondo, I think the Clippers can really again. The Clippers are a real threat to contend out west. They are, but like no one cares about Denver. Oh, we need to see that. Exactly. That we we got robbed of that. I mean, that Denver <laughs> obviously earned out. that, and they deserve to be there. Sorry, but, Denver man, fans, would, but would it have been coast, We do not care. <laughs> Well, and, and, and we'll see what the seating looks like, too. The Lakers are probably going to slide down with the LeBron and AD injuries. And, you know, that matchup could happen in the in the semis or, you know, who knows? You know, it might not even need our, conference uh, finals for that. We'll, you know, so it'll be it'll be cool if they end up in the same bracket. Um, and we'll get guaranteed the matchup. We're not guaranteed the problem. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do we'll do that more often at some point. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna move on now <laughs> unless anybody else has anything to say. So um, Regarding I, your... I guess Raleigh, we ought to give you a chance to kind of respond to the any of the topics we've already covered. Um, so we uh, so we discussed the the trades Miami, the three trades Miami made, and let me know if you need to hear any of the trade details. I can give that to you. But any of the trades Miami made, any of the trades that the Celtics made the Aaron Gordon trade to Denver and George Hill to Philadelphia. Do you have any thoughts on so, any of those trades? A lot of before we move trade, on to Nicholas. I think it was. I'm sorry, whom? Victor Oladipo, whatever the hell Probably. his name is. Oh. Uh, he, he, that was the best one. And here's the reason I think. It's because <laughs> there he's going to give Jimmy Butler some rest. Some much-needed rest. Uh, they're going to – or – they're going to do small ball, have Jimmy be the small forward, or he could even be a power forward. We lost. I, I, think, I think Jimmy Butler could be a power forward if they want. Yeah. Wait, who could be a power forward? Right. So, like, what you can do now. Okay, okay. I, I agree with have, that. He uh, does play small. Well, you can have uh, Drogic he, as He does one. play the four sometimes. Then you can have uh, – well, I, I would – I don't know which one you would put, but whoever you feel more comfortable at shooting guard, that's two out of the two. Then three would be a lot of though. Four oh my God. would be Jimmy Butler. And five, your, your main Why? man. Can I just ask, like, if you know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, starting. Tyler Hero, I guess I'd put as two. Is this, is this, like, starting from, like, the season or playoffs? Yeah, so I think what you're doing if you're Miami and that, you know, I think one of the lineups they're going to take a hard look at is, and, and we'll see, they might want to go a little bit bigger with like a Trevor Ariza, but um, I think they're going to definitely take a look at the Dragic, probably a starting lineup of Dragic, um, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, and Jimmy Butler at some point with, with Tyler Hero as a six man. Maybe they put him in there somewhere, but I think they'll take a look at that at some point. I don't think you're playing Oladipo as a three. But I think you're looking at him at, at that two for sure, and we'll see what they come up with. Raleigh, I agree with you though. I, I think this is the best deal that any any team made at the deadline was getting a Lodipo. Hey, 
Uh, Joel is gonna return on Saturday. Oh, breaking news! Nice. Uh, I think I think we'll see what happens. That's one, a which is actually a funny movie. thing. He's probably gonna be our one because we want to keep Duncan Robinson and. Jimmy Butler at the two and three, Trevor's at the four, and Bam's at the five. I think that might be the best bet. Um, but if Goran Dragic comes in okay. as a number one, that's fine. Could that could be like a playoffs thing? Um, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Like last year, exactly. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so Raleigh, did you have any um, takes? Them. I guess on the uh, well, right on the. Any of the other three moment. teams, the Celtics, Nuggets, or uh, the Sixers? third best uh, team in the West right now. Lakers are Lakers are too. Lakers are too uh, banged up right now. They made too deep of a playoff wow. run last that takes. year, and now they're okay. Like LeBron, it, it's defensible. Wear down, and so is AD. Okay, I mean, it, so so I think the best teams in the in the West right now are the Jazz, Clippers. What about the other three no teams before that? You know, no, the 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 Suns are not. I I don't think. I think that move that the Nuggets just made. Wow, what uh, about the Suns? The why Suns. are we why are we so playing with man Suns, Suns like that? Yeah, right now, I, Lakers are just they're, when they're healthy. Obviously, they're probably the best team. Uh, I quick question for all my experience. Well, yeah, and that's the thing that we have to see what, what things look like in in the playoffs, and that's why I'm not really ranking it right now. I'm just saying, like, okay, these are the teams that have a chance, and these are the teams that probably don't. I think right now in the West, you look at both L.A. teams, the Suns, the I Nuggets, mean, and um, Jazz. Who would the other one be? Oh, yeah, the Jazz, of course. So, can't, uh, can't forget the Raleigh, Jazz. Just, the Jazz just to see really- where you are in you know, NBA. Yes. I'm not trying to put you out or anything. That's too much. Um, Three seconds. What place is the, the Suns right like, now in the they, Western Conference? They, like, you got about seven seconds to answer that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sons are the number two seed, and like for them to for for Nuggets at number five. No, no, no trust me, I'm a I'm a big I'm a big Chris Paul you know, injury wise or something it, like that because they have been cooking on all cylinders this year. They have what six and a half six and a half percent. I don't have experience at all. I think that's a fair criticism considering the the talent in the West. I think it's a fair criticism to think that, like, you know, it's Devin Booker's first trip to the playoffs. I, I think it's fair to have some questions about that. But I think we really have to see what things look like matchup-wise. I mean, if the Suns, you know, get, you know, favorable matchups yeah, all, like, all the way the, to the conference the finals for some reason. right now in the 7th, 8th, ninth, uh, and 10th are – Mavs, Spurs, Grizzlies, and Warriors. I'm sorry, but the Suns are taking out everyone. Who, who in those four are actually good? Well, let me yeah, ask I, 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 let me I agree with that. Although one man wrecking crew would be Paul interesting. Someone Same who with don't play with, you know. And so you think the Suns are fighting who? against anyone? I I think they have a All chance right. that they have a fighting chance. They can go to Game Six at least. I know. Again, I Chris Paul. They have a good squad, but. I, I agree yeah, to go to game six, but I think the Clippers the probably win. But, have. you know, we'll have to see. Yeah, the, their squad's nice. You know, they have DeAndre Ayton, who's like, who's going to go? I mean, I guess Serge Ibaka can guard DeAndre Ayton or Zubak, I guess. But 
Serge is someone who can do he's a three and D type of player too, you know. Uh or two way player, whichever one you want to call a big man. You know, they have him, they have Booker who's gonna give you thirty, Chris Paul they can give you fifteen and ten, you know. And then like their other three point shooter, they like have one of the best three point shooting like potentials in the league because they know how to space the floor, run, transition, things like that. Like it's crazy how well they went from ninth place last year or tenth place last year to second place, you know. It reminds me of the Denver Nuggets a couple years ago. You know, they weren't trash. They were trash. And then they went from that to becoming like almost there to the conference final. Did they go to the I think they started with the semis. And then I think they went from the ninth seed to the semis yeah. um, to the conference finals. Yeah. Exactly. So you go through those three things, and that's not, that's honestly what the Spur, uh, Suns might do. But no, next yeah, year, exactly. the year after, but you know, I don't know what the they're going to do because I know Chris Paul is, is going to start aging. But Suns, you never, you never talk trash about Chris Paul. Yeah, he gets you where down. you need to be. Just to make sure that he's he's playoff. But I'm, I think I'm sorry. That, I think that move makes him you say the Nuggets going from number five to number two. Or you number missed three. talents because of Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon. That's something I can't. I can't. He dunks, yeah. man. All right, he dunks on over. <laughs> what does Aaron Gordon do? What does he He's do Blake to, to, to increase that stock? <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank well, you. Let's that's talk all about he Andre does. Drummond. Okay, Andre Drummond. I can't He's think of a more boring five. Andre. So, so we're um we're gonna get to that also, in the bio part. And the structure for this. Um, yeah, yeah, let, let, let him, let him, let him. Yeah, let him, let him host it's, it. It's Not been bad. pretty long, and we we probably ought to kind of go a little bit minutes. more. I, I think for Vucevic, that probably deserves a longer section. But I think other than that, we should probably go kind of more rapid fire on some. Yeah, of these. and then everything um, else. Probably real quick. Any thoughts on so, George yeah, Hill yeah, to Philly? I don't think Philly would win the, the East. It wasn't for the Nets. They're, they're clearly the number two team in the East with a, with a healthy, healthy squad. Have we seen Miami? No, and then I think uh, Heat is number three. Yeah, honestly. I think Philly has, I think has a great chance as well. Because um, I don't trust them in the playoffs at all. Jesus. Yeah. At least the Heat. Like, I think Heat are, are a better team than the Bucks. Like, I mean, they're better. Oof. Uh, they have Jeez. better shooting, better everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me the heat culture over it's Milwaukee. Defensible. Exactly. I can see it. Give me give me anyone like give me Jimmy Butler over the Greek freak in the playoffs, hands down. Yeah, hands down. Greek freak doesn't know how to, he can't he can't drive into the basket like he can uh, in Oof. the regular season when no one's trying on defense. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, that's probably a discussion for you know our playoff previews and um, you know stuff like that. But uh, let's let's move on to uh, so now next trade we have Nikola Vucevic going to the Bulls. Yeah. This was a trade; it was kind of overshadowed because of some of the stuff that happened later in the day and the fact that the Bulls aren't really a contender yet. But it was really probably the biggest mm-hmm. move of the day, the best player that got moved, the the All Star here that got moved, um, because the the Bulls deal two. First round picks at 2021 and 2023. I think they're top four protected. So the real picks, um, especially because the Bulls might still not make the playoffs this year. Um, and, and they also sent 
uh, Otto Porter's expiring contract and uh, Wendell Carter, who was the I believe the seventh overall pick a couple years ago. Um, they send all that to Orlando. They bring back uh, Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu and, and his contract, which I believe he is ten million next year. Um, yeah, we great, should have been NBA players. Player that could, you know, play some minutes for them too. So it's okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just give my thoughts. I think uh, you know. <laughs> This is a great trade for the Bulls. Um, you have Zach Levine there, who uh, you know needed some help, and so you bring you bring Vucevic in. He's going to be someone who can make you know he can pass a little bit for you, someone who can score in the post. He can pick and pop. He's a good shooter. Um, not the best defender, but you know he's not awful. You can work around it, and I, I just think for the, for the Bulls' future, you've got Vuce. You've got. Uh, Levine, you know, th- this is, I'm sure, going to make him more likely to want to stay long-term, too. They probably would have had to trade him um, in a year or two if they hadn't really done anything. Otherwise, and go into more of a deeper rebuild. Um, and you've got Patrick Williams there, too, their fourth overall pick, who's, who's looked pretty good so far. So instead of going for the rebuild, the Bulls kind of go all in. And they uh and, and they make their team better and they're going to be an interesting you know I don't know what their ceiling is but uh going forward but they're going to be an interesting playoff team for years to come I'd say I'd say that they're probably I don't know if they'll finish your team I'd say they're probably the sixth best team in the East right now obviously you have you have the the Brooklyn Philly Milwaukee Miami Boston I'd say is the top five in, in whatever order you have I think those are the teams that can contend in the East potentially the Celtics are more of a half I'd say four and a half. And the Celtics have to play better. They have the talent, but they've got to play better. If they don't play better, they're not, they're not going to do it. But um, the Bulls are probably the next best, the top of the next best tier. I'd say. Um, so I give this, I give this an A minus for mm-hmm. Chicago, and and a B plus for Orlando. I like it for both teams, though. Um, and then obviously for Orlando, this. Sends them into a long time coming for them. You know, mm-hmm. they they make the playoffs as a low seed a couple years in a row, win one game, get bounced. You know, it's kind of time to to see if you can get that you know franchise game changer in the lottery. So we're do that this year, do the rebuild, build around that. Um, like uh, oh, you said oh. E. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. E. What are your thoughts? Did you say E? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I maybe I'm just. Oh yeah, whoever cynical. wants to go, go. Um, but I'm not sure about this move for the Bulls. Um, I get he's good, but as we pointed out, he is 30. Interesting. Yep. And I'm not sure if I can call him a franchise game changer because he was in Orlando with some That's talented true. players, and they uh, aren't semi. Yeah, I mean, it, the one concern about this for the Bulls is their, their four pieces are all kind of on different timelines. Like, you've got Patrick Williams, who's really young, and you've got Levine, who's been his top Yeah, and, and it's and then sort Vucevic of a read-the-room situation to me. Like, do they think acquiring Vucevic with, you know, Embiid and Simmons are 25 and 26, and the Brooklyn Nets are going to be dominant for at least throughout his contract, right? What's his contract? Like, three more years? Uh, okay. Um, I think I think they've got like, like is another he year after this, and then they can go in free. I, I, I don't know. This doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I get he's a good player, 
Oh, oh, no. Well, so, oh, Vucevic's contract. I thought you meant the, the contracts of the of the Nets players. Um, so Vucevic okay. has two years after this L- one like, a declining salary. So it's a pretty good contract for Chicago. Years while they have. Um, I will say that I, it's in the mid twenty. So I think their goal. I think this is a clear sign. I think they think that Patrick Williams is a player that can be really, really good, and they're going to see him develop, and his development is going to be a source of improvement for their team. And I think they. They think Levine can continue to improve his game a little bit. He's fixed some, you know, he used to be an awful mm-hmm. defender and playmaker, and he's at least become passable in those areas. Um, and like I used to hate on Zach Levine's game. I said he was a, a sixth man. He wasn't capable mm-hmm. of being a, <laughs> a starter on a good team, and and he's made me look like an idiot. Um, you know, he he he's a deserving All Star this year. And and then you add Vooch to that. I think their goal is, is really they just see the situation and. They opted to yeah. be a consistent and, and playoff team admirable. basically for a few years instead it's of also a cult- go into a deeper rebuild. For example, if the Miami Heat did this and they were like a, you know, not a contending team, if they made this acquisition, I'd be like, okay, I could see him kind of being a catalyst to a turnaround. But for the Bulls who have just done nothing for decades, I don't know. This just seems like a, a big swing that's just going to be a, a pop-up to shortstop, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it's not without risk, especially, you know, that 2023 pick. We'll see what happens with that. And even this year's, I mean, this year's might be a late lottery pick that they're giving away. So this is, you know, this is not a slam dunk like like the Oladipo trade, for example. But, um, you know, uh, I do like it, but there there are certainly concerns. And, you know, that's yeah, a good yeah, perspective. I, yeah, let me, let, me, let me say a little bit with it. Uh, T, and, off, T and you know, Raleigh, you got any thoughts? Like how before I said with the Nuggets and, you know, the Suns. You know, you first have to start off with making the playoffs, even if it means being eighth or ninth or something in that realm, you know. So having a second all-star is going to help tremendously, even if he's not like a defensive threat, you know. But it still just helps, you know, alleviate some of the pain or the pressure that uh, that's going through uh, Zach Levine's head as well, you know. And also might say, okay, at least Chicago's actually trying to build around me which gives him the confidence to probably even stay a little bit more long-term. You know, that's probably one of the biggest things. You get someone, again, like you said, uh, Jake, not really super defensive, but he averages 24 and a half points, 11 rebounds, shooting 40% from the three with six attempts from the three a game. Like, that's an amazing stat for a big man. Like, that's someone, again, you can hit him with the pick and pop. You can hit any different scenario offensively with him, and you know that he's going to be having influence. And that's the biggest thing with Chicago. They don't have that influence. People are going to double-team Zach Levine. But now they're not going to. They're able to space the floor a little bit. Uh, Patrick Williams, like you said earlier, he's not bad at all. He's not bad at all. Uh, he's someone that you can definitely build around. Hopefully he has the potential to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to make sure that, yeah, you just want to make sure that uh, Zach Levine gets some type of help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the choice for Chicago would have been yeah. really either do something like this or it would have been maybe look to move Levine in the offseason and go back into a deeper rebuild. Um, I don't think Levine was going to stay yeah, yeah, I don't think they want to do that either. And more the last you know, I get they, it because they, they to have the, been kind of rebuilding. They I tried to rebuild when Derrick Rose and they got Butler, right? And so. Jimmy Butler? Oh, Jimmy Butler and uh, Wade. Yeah. 
Uh, no, Derrick Rose was there. It was, so, it was the Wade. It was the Wade 17. Butler Rondo. Okay. You you need to do something to kind of help your team at least sniff that so that they can be like, okay, like next year we're going to, you know, be a little bit more more motivated. You know, someone like the Minnesota Timberwolves, when they lose year in, year out, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is like, fuck all this. And again, that's also another player that I think the same kind of value as, uh, um, Aaron Gordon, but obviously he's obviously a lot better than that. But I just think that he's trash too. That's just me. Anyway, I, I agree, T. For the record, All right, my man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, you know, soon it's going to be put up or shut up time for Carl Towns in Minnesota because there's a it's to the point, especially if they keep their top their pick this year. If it lands in the top three and they can keep it, you're going to be talking about an elite player from this year's draft, Anthony Edwards from last. Last year's draft he looked really good. You've got D'Angelo Russell, his his friend, uh, who's, a, exactly. who's a good point guard, and he's got Cat. At some point, you've got to win with that team, man. Back to the Bulls. So I, I think I, I understand what um, I'm saying. Raleigh, any thoughts um, before we move on? We should probably kind of go with Why not? <laughs> it's pretty much what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but my my uh, I guess my my sayings have always been. If you're in a sport, you're going to have to try to win somehow. And since you're going to be irrelevant, at least try and make it to the playoffs, at least for your fan base. And like Jake was saying, it's not like they're going to be super irrelevant. They'll be like a six or seven seed. It's not like they're vying for the eighth spot. If if they had this score right in the beginning of the season, they'd probably be the sixth best team right now in the East. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are the sixth best team, and we can't ignore Tice either. Like, I do think that Tice was, you know, not the greatest starter in the world for the Celtics. But if you're talking about him as a backup big, as a backup center behind Vucevic, that's real quality. My thing is, you, they if got you can make a, a really a nothing. So that that, that was a, that was an elite trade by the Bulls. I think you do it, especially when you know that no one's probably going to win in the East until the Nets trio is gone. I mean that that's just that's I don't just know about case. all that. Yeah. Well no, I I'm just I don't I don't think who who do you think like the yeah, we'll have about the that. best chance in my the Heat we'll see about that. the two teams it's that I think a different Nets. Celtics aren't that great this year. Not, I don't trust the Bucks at all. The Bucks could be a, a seven. Yeah, I think that the Heat, the Sixers of the Bucks definitely not, I, I think definitely all. can. Jay's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. It just depends on, on the Drew Holiday thing right. because that upgrade of him over Bledsoe, I think, could be significant, but we have to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Celtics have and, – and, of course, right. I just got the notification on my phone. They're, they're losing at halftime right now by 19 points to the Mavericks, so they're right. obviously not playing well. Yeah, but that's, um, that's my two cents on it. They have I the talent, but they got to turn it around or, or they're not going to do anything. Good move, but I understand um, Evan's point of view. So, yeah, let's uh, – Right. I understand it as well, but I do lean more yep, towards where, where you Th- are. This, on. Just real so quick, unless, unless anybody has any objections, we're going to move really on cool a little bit more. I think both fire around. Very arguable. And, um,
Yeah, no, we've had some great debates. The, 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 this Vucevic, you know, conversation <laughs> we've had has been great. And then the Aaron Gordon thing, you know, T and I had, you know, different opinions on that. And I think both those are valid. So, um, you know, we've had some, you know, it's been a good conversation so far. And we're going to move on to a trade between the Blazers and the Raptors. It was kind of a challenge trade in a way because uh, the, the Blazers get Norman Powell and the Raptors get Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. So I think the logic here is, from the Blazers' standpoint, Powell is a better player now. They're both impending free agents, Powell unrestricted, Trent restricted. I think the Blazers just thought, well, we can play Powell at the end of games if you want, but Dame and CJ, we're not sh- sure about Trent. We feel better about investing money this offseason into Powell. And then the Raptors are like, well, let's take a look at, at the younger player and you know maybe we like Trent a little bit better. So. You know, I I think this is fine for both teams. You know, it's not uh, just like, it's, it's a but, C plus you know, for Does me. anybody else have any thoughts? Uh, just because at the end of the day, you just traded one guy for another. For C plus for They're both, both teams. like undersized, exactly. So it's just uh, you know, that's really what I want to say yeah, off that one. That's fair. Both of them can shoot. Norm Powell can defend somewhat, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing. Like if they were able to get someone who was a bigger defender or something in that range, absolutely. But you know. Same, same old, same old. Six man helped you off the bench. Cool. Next. You know. Man, I same thoughts. The same thoughts. I think it was a uh, out of all the trades, it was the yeah. most man understood one. The Rondo one. Was I, man, I thought but, the Rondo you know. one was fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess that's the reason why they would do that, the just for like you know, sign and trade purposes. Because they know yeah. damn well they're not about to sign them to a big contract. Yeah. What, Powell? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, we'll he's, see. He's, I think it's possible like, he's gonna that, try that to get, you know, he's going to try to demand about spend. 18 to 20 million. You giving that to him when you already have CJ and Dame? Yeah, it, it's... They might just because I think they think they can play power at the three yeah. next to them in closing lineups, but mm-hmm. we'll see. That's right, definitely a to be determined situation. Uh, I wish we got Powell, but whatever. Oh. Yeah, any <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Powell would have been a great fit for the Sixers, but uh, you know, I think a lot of teams were in on him. He would have been a great fit a lot of places, but this is uh, obviously the deal that they did. So uh, apparently, um, now on, onto the real rapid fire round. Um, JJ Redick to Dallas. Any thoughts? Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's not a good look for the Pelicans to to promise. You know, I I obviously I think if they'd been straight up with him from the beginning that. Hey, we're gonna try to get a second round pick back for you. We're gonna get some value. I think it would have been fine, but I think the fact that they just kind of upfront lied to him is not a good look. I like going to Dallas. I thought, you know, Dallas needs someone who can shoot. Besides, uh, besides, you know, uh, what's his face? God, dude, man, Uh, who's that MVP candidate? Uh, Luka Doncic. So, um. I, I like to trade. I didn't like him at the, Luka. the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are, for some reason, they're vastly underperforming with that young core they have. Yeah, they're really annoying. Yeah, I don't understand it because Alonzo Ball is having a good year. Uh, Ingram's doing good. And same with – and then you have Zion. So I don't understand why you they, – they always seem to have, like, a good, like, 
two or three players core, and they never can do anything. They're the most annoying team in all of basketball. Yeah, I mean, we have to see. I think there are some structural issues with that team that have to be addressed. But, um, you know, I think Zion is still developing, and he's only going to keep getting better. And, you know, he might be able to mask some of that. um, I mean, just to be clear. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. The real thing is who's going to be replaced? What team in the West is going to replace? You already know it's absolutely uh, competitive. You know it's competitive. You see the Suns just made it. You see Dallas just dropped to, like, what, seventh? Yeah. But in, in, the like, ten, that, in the top ten? In the top ten, I would say after this year, the Spurs. Are still decent. So you have to see who's going to drop. That's what you have to see. Like, just because they're not doing and performing well doesn't mean that they're not a good team. It's just there's seven, eight other people that are better than them. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, – yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a fair point. The West is obviously uh, obviously really deep. And, um, well, if the Timberwolves you know, we'll see what happens. Together, I do think I'd the Spurs that. are one team going for it. They can drop, but it is the Spurs, well, and they're really well run. So, um, right. The Timberwolves well, – well, the Timberwolves, yeah, that, um, that, you know, they obviously are going to have talent. And, 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 and like I said, it's going to be put up or shut up time for Cat um, in the next couple of years. Yeah, I also think they didn't really build real well around them. Um, but still, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, – and, and to be clear, the full terms of the trade, Owundu. I think James Johnson's expiring contract and Wes Owundu and a second rounder to the Pelicans and then Nicola Melli and J.J. Redick to the Mavs. So, um, next trade, it, it's, you know – Two bad teams making a trade: the Kings and the um, Pistons. DeLon Wright um, <laughs> for Corey Joseph and a couple of second round I picks. I feel like Corey Joseph thoughts? has been everywhere as well. Yeah, but... I, I agree with that. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I'll just say, I'll just say real quick. I think again, DeLon Wright is is the better player. I think it's weird that the Kings are buying, but I think they got the better players, so I think it's fine. Um, and the Kings, obviously, you know, they think they're better than the rest of the league does. So um, <laughs> they think they're a team that has a chance to make the playoffs. And I don't think, you know, they're going to. So, yeah, whatever. But, yeah, so we'll, we'll just move on. Um, Marquis Chris for cash. That's not really anything. Um, I think the Spurs waived him for Jang, honestly. Brad Wanamaker, backup point guard from the Celtics last year, goes from Golden State to the Hornets for cash. Um, you know. That that's a little bit more than enough thing. That's a solid pickup. So be a kind of time. he's a capable backup guard and can play in <laughs> No, I mean the guy. The guy is, is is a decent backup guard, and and he can kind of, you know, he he can they they got him for nothing, and he can play some minutes until Lamelo Ball gets gets back. So I think that's fine. Um, you know, Just it's not significant. Buyouts. So so. Unless anyone else has any thoughts, we're going to move on to buyouts. All right, so buyouts. We have, um, and let me know if I'm forgetting anything. So we have Aldridge and Blake Griffin to Brooklyn. We have Gorgie Jank to the Spurs. Um, We have Andre Drummond to the Lakers. 
Is yeah, there anything cool. else? Cousin of cousins to the Clippers. Anything else? Okay. Is is there any? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Is there any? So as far as well, buyouts uh, stand out to me, I would say that um, Andre Drummond to the Lakers. You know, I'm not a huge Drummond guy. I think a lot of his stats are, you know, not as impactful as his play. But I think that'll help them kind of bide time until. AD and LeBron get back. And I also think that Marc Gasol is pretty washed and he could, you know, even given that he could be an upgrade over Marc Gasol potentially in, in, in the playoffs. Um, I think the, the, the Nets things will help, but I think it's just, they're adding so many of like the same player. And it's just like, you know, I still think there's a lot of defensive questions in their front court. Um, so that team, you know, I know they have those three scores, but uh, you know, they definitely have some flaws, and um, that's why the East, I think, is open. The, uh, the East is Both conferences are open, whatsoever. but the East is open, um, for sure. So, uh, <laughs> anyone have any thoughts? Back, with the way James Harden is balling and Kyrie, I, no one is being... Mm, I disagree with that. ...this year in the East. Yeah, I mean, well, James Harden's a player who who's ha- had a lot of success in regular seasons and Trust hasn't me, if, if, if you know, has had some no, iffy playoff moments. So we got to see that, and then obviously we don't know if going to come Durant's healthy. There, there's a lot of questions with them. Right. What? Yeah, yeah. Mike is. Uh, Mike, really we're not having we Mike. We didn't have Mike on this, for this because like, it would get the this needs to be a podcast. Mike is obviously a huge net, but it'll be a shorter podcast. Is replacing I mean, that yeah, Dwight you guys can have that for sure. Um, which I think we'll is see. a very good thing. Um, right. right, right. I think I think the Lakers healthy. I, I think I, it is I too. I, yeah, and, and then you've got Harold on that mix too. Mind, so. But it's not as much of a favorite as it was. Like last year, I think the Clippers were probably more favorites than the Lakers, honestly. After last year's performance in the playoffs, I, I think the Lakers are were the clear favorites this year. But as the regular season went on, I'm thinking honestly, if the Jazz can just keep playing like they are, I think they are the favorites in the West. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll see. Um. Maybe, but uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, just, T, do you have any thoughts on on any of the bio when deals? it comes to it? It's just it's kind one of those things a that you know you you just have to wait and see. Uh, I've definitely argued a lot with Michael over the last few days about that and how power like having the spot of power forward doesn't really help you too much when it comes with Blake Griffin and LaBarcus Aldridge. Uh, you have old people who can't really defend too much when you also have a young guy in that Nick Claxton who's supposed to be helping you in defense. But again, now you're not going to give him minutes because you have to have experience over youth. So that's just one of the things that's going to help. I mean, I'm sure that they're going to do well this season, but with team chemistry of you know having to, to uh, include Kevin Durant back into it, that also might be something that you have to watch out for. And that's kind of one of the things we argued about previously, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I wish I had cousins, but yeah, yeah, I wish we had cousins, Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, and again, I'm definitely more. Sometimes team. you just gotta do what you gotta do, and he wanted to go to the to an LA team, so that's all I gotta say about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have taken a couple of the biopics as well. I think Gordy Jang um, is someone that would have been interesting. Kelly Olynyk, if Kelly Olynyk gets bought out by the by the Houston, I would take him on, yeah. the, on the Celtics. Um, but I don't really think yeah, we need, not, need, need anyone. Just I'm not a big well. like. Let's go sign Blake Griffin and Lamar. Yeah, any thoughts? Lamarcus Aldridge, but fitting them on that team with that roster, I, I find it hard to believe that they won't do well. Like I know they're old and. I'm not. Do you think they're going to win a championship? Uh, That's the question. Probably. They're yeah, obviously going to do well because general. again the East. Is it won't tall, be because okay. of them. Oh. It'll be because KD see. comes back and he's balling. Uh, I will say it's getting really okay. annoying seeing the super team graphics that have Blake Griffin on them. Like, can we not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that, Satan? Yeah. The, well, the, we the, all know who the top culprit of that is. Is that what he's wearing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think that's what's happening right now. He did a blood sacrifice. <laughs> Put in his shoe. Oh, okay, Lil Nas. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> What a baller. <laughs> I got yeah, I know, right. But yeah, um so I guess um so I guess we'll we'll, we'll wrap we'll wrap it for, for buyouts. Um so non trades, um I, I, I guess we'll go around. Is there is there a player that didn't get traded that you were surprised by? I think there's one that stands out and that's actually two. Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. I'd say Lowry – Lonzo I get because, like, he can be a future piece for the um, Pelicans. He does fit well with uh, with Zion and, and, and stuff. Um, so I think that's fine. Um, Lowry surprised me, though, just because, like, I'm not sure he has a long-term future in Toronto, and I think their GM was being a little bit too demanding with, with his trade requests. I will say, though, is if is, if Taylor Horton Tucker was the piece that was holding up the deal with the Lakers, I mean, I guess they might have been concerned with depth with with LeBron and AD out and getting through that, and otherwise they might have done it. But like, I feel like if your deal is Taylor Horton Tucker, um, no. Dennis Schroeder and KCP, I think you do yeah. that for Kyle Lowry. Right. Uh, just like I said with Tyler Hero, I'm sure that Taylor really explain probably not as good as Tyler. Just, but you. Yeah, but you you know you sacrifice a lot of depth that they had. You know, someone he's, who was actually really reliable in the finals was KCP, um, who could also you know strap somebody up and shoot threes. So you have someone like him being traded away for someone by one person who again this year he hasn't been really healthy in uh, Kyle Lowry, and at the same exact time you still have to sign him for a twenty five million dollar deal next year when you also have an aging. Uh, LeBron James, who's also going to be about 36, 37. And then you also have uh, someone injury-prone like Anthony Davis. So you need someone a little bit more healthier who can actually help tremendously in that time that's not also, you know, becoming a fossilized mummy at our very eyes. Yeah, um, I'd say my counter would be just like I, I think just from a you thinking just get through those regular season games and and you know you'd be looking at a couple of roster spots freed up on the on the buyout market maybe they could assign a couple more a couple more guys but um I would I would say just to me Lowry is really a piece that like right now I think the Lakers you know th- there's a bunch of teams that can win the West and there's a bunch of teams that can win the East but I think if the Lakers had gotten Kyle Lowry, I will I, I will say this Jake. Leave. 
you know. I think really they're going to miss Rondo. Some people playoffs, will say they're all the favorite already, and that's fine. That's their opinion. Like last year. Yeah, but I, my, I, I just think with Kyle Lowry. Well, that guy's so that guy's Dennis that's Schroeder. That's really why they got Dennis Schroeder. Playoff um, performer. That, that's my only thing. And Rondo was that proven playoff performer as well. And I think they're going to miss that. Uh, I, yeah, I mean that that that's fair. They definitely could. Rondo was was a clutch player for them in last year's playoffs, and um, you know, I, I, I think Schroeder's the better yeah, player, say, and that's why. If you know, I'm they, the Lakers, they, they I'd be more did, willing to overpay but, uh, for Lowry than yeah. I would if I were Philly I mean, or Miami. That's fine. Because do you have any thoughts? On uh, that? When you have LeBron James on your team, it's just a unique situation, and when he's 36. I mean, yes, I it seems like he's ageless, but like you got to strike while the iron's hot. LeBron is older. Um, you know, I, I I hate to make this a Celtics thing, but LeBron is older when than when um you know KG and Pierce got traded away. He's like a legally he's like a year older, and then they kind of like hit a wall after they got traded. They had like a a good year or two, but they're kind of quickly, you know, just the older role player part of their career. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens with LeBron. Now, LeBron has a long way to fall. He's got to fall from the best player to the second best player to the fifth best player to the tenth best player. Like, you know, he could, I think LeBron can play into his 40s for sure. Will he be the best player in the league then? Probably not, but he could play um, for sure. So we'll we'll see, but yeah, I agree with you. E. Um, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, um, you know, Lowry to as far as Lowry to Lowry to Miami, I get Miami's position the most because they don't have that many assets. Um, you know, with with the picks out and you and you got Hero and Achua really is young players. I guess nothing Robinson as well. Well, I'm kind of surprised Beal. So they're really demanding Hero. I, I kind of get that. Um, yeah, I totally get that. Uh, yeah, but but if I'm the Wizards, I'm like, if I can get a good trade now, I'm doing it. So Beal wants to finish out the season. Um, Beal wants Well, uh, yeah, but I think they, they want to make it work with Beal, and they got Westbrook in there, and uh, they want to see if yeah, they can make it work. Yeah, we need to have a to make it work with them. So I think their stance is we're only going to trade him when we have to, and – you know, this is probably again yeah. a different podcast, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, and and how would your offer be different if yeah, Bradley Beal that says that uh, the one place he'll stay long term is with his childhood friend Jason Tatum? So, that uh, but yeah, we can talk about that. At a different time. We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, I think Lowry to Philly. I, I get Philly's stance, but man, he Lowry would have really helped the Sixers. Oh yeah, you know, sure. obviously, if they're they're demanding too much, but like if it was one pick on one of those players, I think you would have had to do it. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, but yeah, given given the price, I, I get turning to George Hill because he'll really help. Them, so, um, I think uh. I think our last segment, we're just going to do, right, you know, we go, can't say go around and um, we can't just all be like to Miami. give a winner and a loser from trade <laughs> deadline day. So I'll start. I'm going to have. No, we can say duplicate teams. 
We can see through Luka Doncic. Jesus, I don't think there were enough trades for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say, oh, okay, yeah. well, let's do um, let's do three winners and. Right, oh, well, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say um, one of each in that case. So what? Okay, like... two winners and two losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, do do winners. I'm gonna say Miami is a winner, and I'm gonna say yeah. um. I'm going to say Miami, and I'm going to say the Sixers are winners. And I'm going to – because just because I – and I'm going to say that the losers are – I do. Um, I'm going to say Houston. Toronto. Losers. And um, I don't know who the other one is. <laughs> it is. Oh, Toronto. Yeah, Tor- yeah Toronto obviously. not getting value for Lowry is, is – is, Obviously, I'm going to say Miami's. Winners. Yeah, I, I would say uh, I would say they would have to be. Losing. And I'm going to say the Nuggets are, even though I don't like that trade. Um, and then, and then the Pelicans are definitely losers in this whole. Oh wow! I'm surprised. Kings you say that. I feel like the Kings aren't relevant enough. <laughs> Wait, are we doing? Are we the doing duplicates or candidate oh, as well. In fact, I'm going to change well, mine for the Raptors. No because I think the Kings I'm going to start with my losers. I think they're not playing well this year and they need to do a splash, something splashy to make them better. They failed to do that. I thought they were going to make a stronger push for Beal, but they didn't. I mean, so, they made a nice picnic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they uh, – so here's the thing is I think one of the reasons why the Celtics didn't do more is because they want to keep the powder dry for Beal. Like, I know the Celtics were in on Vucevic. They are in on Aaron Gordon. But I think they probably would have given up more – been willing to give up more draft pick-wise if, um, if if they weren't thinking about Beal. Just because the core of any Celtics offer is probably just going to be, you know, you can have our drafts and then you can have, you know, random though. players and it's quantity. I, I, don't think, at this point. I, I really don't think they, they did anything but get way worse. Uh, I don't think that trade really helped them at all. So, but I'll mm. say. Well, that's that. Yeah, so they're going to tank, but I understand that. But uh, I still think they could have gotten more. Well, I think so, that's the point. They got uh, way worse, winners, so they're going to get into my the, um, since the high. You guys have pretty much said all my winners. I say the Lakers because they replaced their Dwight Howard type. And I'm going to say the hey. Clippers as well because I think Rondo is very good. Well, I know it's not a trade, but Cousins was good as well. So I, I, think, I think both LA teams mm. were winners after this whole, uh, whole game. Okay. That's a good one. I considered the Clippers. All right. Yeah, but you guys already said the Nuggets, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna do something else. Oh, and yeah, and I consider the the Nuggets as well. There are a lot of winners. I think it was honestly a pretty good yeah, I headline, except for know the that I have anything new to add. Um, yeah, I was gonna e. You, yeah. You're the one who hasn't gone yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fucking I team. mean, obviously Miami's a winner. Well, okay, okay the then just say your team. Clippers. Because uh, again, I do like that Rondo pickup. Um, <laughs> and my sole loser is Masai Jury and the uh, Toronto Raptors because, like, why? Just why? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I guess just to, just to clear mine up, I'll I'll just uh, yeah. I mean, Heat Heat Sixers I'll... and Clippers, I'll say are winners, and then the 
the Rockets are the big loser, but then you yeah, real quick. Back. This doesn't oh, actually um, matter, but I saw that. All right, Lowry's is there anything, the, for any, anything else kind of anyone wants to add? Ask anybody. Um, and I can only imagine if one of our teams exactly. traded all of our young players for that guy, and then bam, foot infection. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah. That would have been tough. That would have been really tough. But uh, yep. yeah, I guess um, if we don't have anything else, um, you know, great podcast, guys. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, this is episode two of the Clown Chat podcast, and uh, we'll be doing another one soon. I might uh, I don't know if anyone else will be on with me, but I have a where, where, uh, NFL mock NFL draft, draft ready podcast. to go that uh. Don't I'm going to do a podcast on. So Where's the NFL draft podcast, Jake? Because I will <laughs> go, come over and more in. for you if you get Justin Fields. That's for another podcast. What, what wrong? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, don't forget showofftraining.com. Show oh, I have Justin Fields to New England on our draft. T, T can you, can, <laughs> you need to change your name from Bitman to Show Off Training. Yes, please go to showofftraining.com and per no, 36 Bitman. Um, Is my name up on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I probably should. But, uh, yeah, and we'll have more NBA content as well. Like they said, Um, we're going to have, uh, you know, some different stuff coming at you. They may have, uh, you know, a new uh, a new contributor, Michael, on to discuss his team, and uh, yeah, he's obviously very supportive of them. So that'll be an interesting conversation. I don't know if I'll be on for that one, but T and uh, T and him and whoever else will. Uh, will Stay have tuned for our and, uh, Olympics okay. preview podcast. You know, we're going to discuss. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to host it, but I might not. Uh, say uh, toboggan sled. I'm not talking to him about table that. tennis. Table tennis. Evan, we should we should start a Nintendo podcast and talk about how there's not a three uh, D. Yo, why are we talking about podcasts outside of this podcast Yo. at this moment? Yeah, this is clown shit. Let's have a video game podcast where we just yes. argue. Yeah, that's you know that's yes. uh, that's absolutely something. You know, it doesn't have to be sports. You know, if anything you guys want to talk about. No. good. What this is, and this is episode two. So, uh, anything what? else, guys? Oh, yeah, that's right. How is it? Oh, yeah, it's the podcast. All yeah. right. Well, I hope you guys all have a great night. Hey, so, hey, yeah, that's uh, your uh, apartment. Yeah, we'll hats. talk later. Uh, <laughs> out a little bit, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>